Fucking A. Yeah, man. Things up to combat. All right. So this is the Advanced After Combat uh, podcast. Had to think about what the name was. Uh, Advanced After Combat podcast, podcast about uh, wargaming. I brought to you by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we select, or actually, again, not really. It's very complicated. I, I mean, we like to take credit for the for it, but the Oracle selects a guest from our BGG guild uh, every month or so uh, to guest host the podcast. And this time, the guest host is Ross. Welcome back. Hey, thanks, fellas. How's it going? Did you want us to use any kind of code name or anything to keep your identity secret? Or no, no, I will. Uh, yeah, it's good. Greased Hobbit. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably uh, that's a, that's a that's a way back one. But no, Ross uh, Ross is fine for this one, depending on depending on where the conversation goes. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll always go back and carefully edit out all the parts that uh, are embarrassing. You know, might might put sure. you, you or your yeah. family you or your family in danger. <laughs> Depending on how drunk I am by then. That's right. Now Jason really spends a lot of time coloring. It's a very professional organization here. Syllable by syllable. So uh You think what you hear is bad. Wait till you hear what I cut out. Goodness. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when people meet us in person, they're like, Oh my god, you guys can barely speak. That's the Patreon content, right? That's right. So Ross, um, Little, uh, you want to do a little gaming origin? Sure. Uh, yeah. No. Um. Pretty. Pretty standard fare. Uh. Started Axis and Allies. Uh, I think the first real war game was Ambush, which I had no nice. idea how to play, but I don't walk down like, the road. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just I love the little hexagonal bunker counter. Um. And and setting setting shit up with that um and from there it was was dominoes i had the usual uh you know lull in in college and then i guess when my oldest was born uh found a game store and they had tide of iron i was like oh wow this looks like you know army guys <laughs> and and i could play with them so i got it for him and from there it was just uh snowballing back uh, back into the hobby and uh, so right now, what are you kind of involved with playing? You got any games going? Yeah, no, I have. Um, uh, so, so Craig, Ultimate uh, Ultimate Guild, Guild Slot has pulled me into a, a bunch of stuff. Um, Rally the Troops, I got a uh, game of Rommel in the Desert going with him. Some Waterloo thing that I have no idea what I'm doing, but sure. Um, we got Unconditional Surrender going on uh, Board Game Arena. And we're trying to hook up and play Imperial Struggle soon. We started play by email, but that didn't work so well. So we're looking for a for a date we can actually make that happen. Um, got Pass of Glory going, Vassal with uh, with Paul. Going to start up another Empire of the Sun with Chuck, hopefully soon. Uh, play by email, and then a um, bunch of little shit on uh, on board game arena. Uh, the, the kind of addicted to the the sea salt and paper. Now, Hell that's, yeah! Uh, and playing a bunch of that—that's that's a hundred percent my shit. Fun yeah, yeah. little, fun little game. Yes, yeah, so with BGA, are there a lot of war games on BGA? No, that, no, it's it's unconditional surrender. I think memoir forty four, 
and Space Empires 4X that I haven't even tried yet. I'm sort of intrigued by that one, but oh yeah, uh, that's cool. But yeah, no, it's, it's there's not a lot there. That 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 satisfies the the euro and card and and something I can pick up, do a quick turn and and go. Um, I tried playing Innovation. I think Jason, you were in that game. I think. Well, I, I can't. I, can, I cannot follow. Like I have a hard enough time following so innovation in, in person, but like trying to figure out what the hell happened after three people did something. I know. I tried. Like, I, I tried. No idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I played race. Like we just finished our race for the galaxy game there, which I, by the way, I, I Dave crushed. I did. Actually, I, I did just edge out Frenchie to to win it, but. It was satisfying. I think you guys had me doubled up. Yeah, you're you're definitely not in the lead. <laughs> like I felt good, and then I stopped paying attention, and I was like, oh, all of a sudden, like, fuck, what happened? Well, here's what happened with me too. I mean, I I won, which is unusual for me to win because I usually just get into my different system that I built and my worlds, and then I'm like, oh shit, this game's gonna end soon. I've got to figure out how many victory points I have, you know. So that was coincidentally, uh, I uh, managed to win it, but it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the only thing I've been doing. I, I tried innovation on BGA, could not do it. Just couldn't get into it. So it's fine. I mean, it's 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 like a fine wine. You know, you need the the refined palate to really appreciate innovation. Oh, okay. That, that's that's, <laughs> that's really <laughs> flattered. I, 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 I didn't re- I didn't realize it was a hundred percent me. <laughs> yeah, it's you. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not the game. All right. The, the, the game is good. This. It's, it's, sh- it's, it's shit asynchronously is is the problem. You, you need to be sitting there and oh, I love I love on. the chaos of it. Yeah, I don't know how to play it. Oh well, enough. I did read the try to read the rules and then I was just like, forget it. I don't get it. Like the I don't know which side they can go to. I don't understand any of it. It's, it's just, I realized about five minutes in that I had made a terrible mistake <laughs> agreeing to play the game. <laughs> What is display? Like the yeah, uh, whole not, whole other language. It became it became a three player game. I was like, well, I hope that it's not important that this is four players. <laughs> yeah, meld. What the fuck, meld? <laughs> oh yeah, no idea. Um. So well, we do have a uh, quiz. Dave, I, think, I picked Dave. Oh, we do have a quiz. Oh, oh I forgot about the quiz. No, yeah, I mean, we're going to probably, I think, Karas, because you did go to the AACCon, we're going to do some heavy AACCon like convention recapping. Um, I would and, hope uh, so. But let's not waste time getting to the quiz, I think, because uh, we want to do that. So we have enough time to just roll around in all the, the stories uh, that yeah. happened at the convention. Should we get into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So, like, no hesitation, which I appreciate. Oh, so yeah, I, no. I shouldn't have said anything. I said, Bross, <laughs> how do you feel? Should we do this? That's no, that's I picked Dave. Let's okay. go. <laughs> that's, that's fair. We both appreciate you. It the, the 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 no hesitation stung a little bit, but I do appreciate it. No, uh, I'm 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 gonna be nothing but <laughs> but honest and straightforward with you, Jason. <laughs> oh, and yeah, uh, I think let's this dive one into is, that. Let's dive into that honesty. Uh, we're not in therapy. Everybody knows I'm a dum dum. It's fine. And this one's going to be a special one. Uh, we we got a, a special Anzac quiz put together for us. Oh, geez. Fuck. Yeah. No promises. So Tony and Pine Tree on the Guild put together an Anzac quiz. And, like, there's yeah. pictures and shit. So I might send it to you guys when we're done because, like, it's 
it's very it's very professional. Okay, wow, it's like, like a PowerPoint. That's a little that's bit, nice. a little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Which made me feel comfortable. Yeah. So it says, "Good day, all. Hope you've been to the bottle O and have your chili bins flush with ice coldies. It's time to crack a tinny for the inaugural Anzac AAC quiz. Pine Pine Tree and I hope to see you in the NT soon." Wow. Thank God I didn't have to read this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about an accent and I did it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Good eye. Good eye. <laughs> yeah, I know my limitations. <laughs> so this is gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah. It's time for Name That Drongo Parenthetical <laughs> oh. Enemy Commander Who Fought okay. Against the Anzacs. Okay. So name the enemy commander who fought against the Anzacs. You ready for this shit? Let's do it. 1941, German paratroopers landing near Malame on the island of Crete. They were furiously counterattacked by the New Zealand division under General Freyberg, who was the opposing commander. Uh, I, could, I could guess at this. Yeah, my guess would be student, who I think is the German paratroop guy, but I don't know for yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that sounds was. familiar. I just... Uh... The history of the 20th century podcast literally just did the thing on Crete. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. We'll go student. It is student. Oh my gosh. There you go. All right. We're official. Yep. We can continue. In 1941, the Rats of Tobruk, consisting of mostly the 9th Australian Division, defended this vital port against the Axis forces. The defense was led by Leslie Mooreshead, called Ming the Merciless by his Aussie troops. Who was the opposing commander? Opposing the Australians? Yeah. Yeah, the, the Aussie commander was okay. Leslie Mooreshead. Is that Ross, Rommel? Yeah, I would guess Rommel. Yeah, I guess that's, I'm going Tobruk. Tobruk. It is Rommel. Nice. All right. Uh, a note here. The name Rats of Tobruk was given by Nazi propagandist Lord Haha and claimed as a badge of pride by the Australian garrison. Nice. There you go. I'm amazed that we're three in and we haven't heard about Gallipoli yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for I Kamal. think there is a Gallipoli. <laughs> yeah, there's right. got to be. <laughs> <There's> gotta be. <laughs> Can I pre-answer Kamal? <laughs> that, was, that was the first sign that that Gallipoli game was bad, is that the, the Aussies wouldn't play it. And I'm like, come on. They never, <laughs> I was like, they never shut up about fucking Gallipoli. And they want to play this fucking game? Yeah. In 1944, the Second Battle of Monte Cassino started with an assault by the New Zealand Corps under Bernard Tiny Freyberg to relieve pressure in the on the Anzio beachhead, who was the opposing commander. Second Battle of Monte Cassino. You know this one, Ross? Uh, no. I mean, generally, I would say Kesselring. I'm not, unless it's a specific division commander or something, I would guess Kesselring. That was, yeah. He wasn't later. Yeah, I'm... Uh, 1944. Yeah. Okay. Kesselring sounds good. I've heard great. of him. I, I've heard of him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> HMNZS Achilles served with distinction at the Battle of the River Plate, 
with Captain Perry being wounded, but forcing Perry with an A, not an E, <clears throat> but forcing the Graf Spree into Montevideo. Who is the opposing commander? Oh, the commander of the Graf Spree? Yep. Uh, I do appreciate that they're not making us diss the, uh, the Anzac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. Like, that's fair. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have gone very well. I mean, they, Fre Freiburg, Freiburg. I, I think I knew him, but that would have been a big pull. The, the Achilles I, went on to serve with distinction in the Pacific before being sold to India in 1948. By the way, fascinating. I I got I got zero on this one. You, you like Freiburg? Yeah, isn't this the one that the hunt, the card game, the hunt is based on? The Craftsby. I don't remember. I think so. They chased it all the way down and had to broke the neutral rules or something for it. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, like naval names, like Sidelitz, or but I'm thinking this is a guy who, who maybe something was named after him later, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Sure, but we'll, we'll we'll go with your gut there, Dave. We'll go we'll go with the the Freiburg. No, it's not Freiburg. Or Seidlitz. Let's say Seidlitz. Okay. Seidlitz. It's probably not. Hans Longsdorf. Oh, not had no. Idea. Oh, oh, Hans. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know. I, yeah. I guess we. That's the linebacker. Hans is like. The <laughs> yeah. I would. I would not have accepted Hans. <laughs> Hans Jensen. <laughs> is it? Exactly. All right. Question the fifth. In 1885, an Australian contingent of 520. These are supposed to be in chronological order, gentlemen, for, for okay. the next time. Uh, and then they're not. In 1885, an Australian contingent of 522 men left Sydney to help the British fight the Modests in South Sudan. Unfortunately, the Australians guarded the railway while the British grabbed the glory. Who was British commander? Who was the British commander who died at Khartoum, prompting assistance from various Commonwealth colonies? Oh, geez. I no, I I, I know this one. Um. Yeah, basically, he got himself trapped there in an effort to make a big deal about it. And it's uh, Khartoum. It's not. I keep thinking Kitchener. It's not Kitchener. It's uh, uh fuck. Khartoum. Not Stanley. It's um, more well. Yeah, I was gonna say more British. Maybe not more British than Stanley. Stanley is very British. <laughs> I know I'm gonna be pissed once I you say it because it's like I, it's it's a famous name. That's why he thought they would they would. It was almost like he was trying to force their hand to come rescue him. Oh shit! Ross, any ideas? No, I have I have I could make up some British names. And try to get as, <laughs> as as British as I could, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, it's 
I I know nothing about Gor- is it this Gord- one. Gordon? Gord- Gordon also sounds very British. Gordon in cartoon? Uh, eh. Oh, my God. I don't know. Gordon maybe gets Gordon. I don't know what it is. I, I, I will roll with you, Dave. Because uh, if, if if you're right, you'll be happy, and if we're wrong, either way, you're gonna I be pissed. I think it's something like so, that. So we'll 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 go with Gordon. It is Gordon. Oh yes, <laughs> that is nuts. Directly out your ass. The that only one of awesome. these I've known. Surprisingly, that really? is nuts. <laughs> wow. Nicely done. Nicely done, Dave. Well yeah. done. It's time for Anzacs in military history. Many Anzacs served in the Boer War as light horsemen, hunting down small Boer commandos. However, a British-led court-martial was followed by intense public outrage for executing someone who volunteered to help the British in their war. Who did the Pommy Bastards shoot? This is multiple choice. So who did the, who did the, who did the British shoot? Breaker Morant, Ugly Dave Gray, or Sidney Brown? Well, Breaker Morant's the movie about it. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. Did. That's the only part I know. It's called <laughs> the movie's called Breaker Morant. That is correct. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> and they say there was a movie about Breaker Morant's trial. Watch it. All right, noted. Nice. I think it is. It Michael Caine. Is, is Michael Caine in the movie? Trying to remember. It would make sense. I've seen it. It's good. In 1915, the Anzacs played a cricket match at No Man's Land during which battle? Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Pashendale? Uh, Gallipoli, Beersheba. Uh, I'm sorry, what year? 1915. That's Gallipoli, right? Was Passchendaele in fifteen? Is that how you say yeah. that, Passchendaele? I, 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 don't, I think there's, so. too, there's too many lesser in there for, the, for it to be that easy. To say. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they played uh, football with the Turks at Gallipoli. But it was cricket. Cricket right? isn't that what you said? Not football, cricket. Well, cricket. I don't think they played. Did the Turks even play cricket? Uh, more likely than the Germans. Oh, true. But Beersheba maybe. Maybe Beersheba's the one. But can, can we get out of this without Gallipoli? I mean, I, I, I think it's Gallipoli. Gallipoli is correct. Yeah, I didn't know. So I'm surprised. No, the cricket match was played to distract the Turks from the seaborne withdrawal. Uh, Australia also won the Australia versus Australia cricket match. Oh, they played <laughs> each other. Okay, there you go. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, they played a cricket match. Uh, oh, interesting. I they didn't play the Turks in a cricket match. Yeah. Uh, Very funny. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah, there's got to be a Gallipoli. Who knew? Who knew? History. A New Zealander, not satisfied with that being a soldier in a war zone was brave enough, decided to win not one, but two Victoria Crosses. Who was this bloke? Lucas Riggs, Charles Upham, Palmerston North. Your guess is as good as mine, Rob. Uh, C. North. 
Charles Upham. He was captured by the Germans and after numerous escape attempts was sent to Kolditz Castle. When liberated by the Americans, he wanted to join the unit to keep fighting. Fuck that. Yeah. I get out. Yeah, send me home, bitch. I'm out. Some guys guys, guys don't don't know when to quit. Uh, after the British, after the British, which nationality had the largest number of pilots? Who? Well, <laughs> you I'm guys guess, are really tipping your hand here. <laughs> I'm guessing the Australians. Why are you guessing the Australians? After the British, which nationality had the largest number of pilots who fought for the RAF in the Battle of Britain? Canada, Australia, New Zealand. It's got to be Australia, right? They, they would. They would never acknowledge the Canadians. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. <laughs> I mean, it could be New Zealand. It could be a trick, trick question there. Nah. What do you think, Australia or, or New Zealand? Yeah, I could see Pine Tree putting in a New Zealand question to trick you into thinking. The fact that they're distinguishing yeah. between them would yeah. make me say it could be New Zealand. <laughs> All right, we'll go. We'll go New Zealand. That is correct. Oh, nice. nice. That's puzzled good. it out. You thought good. you could fucking trick us? <laughs> no. It is- they, they say it is known that Kiwis can fly when there is free booze on offer. That's right. Nice. Uh, it's time for Stone the Crows. What the fuck is that place? So you're guessing a, a, a place name. Okay. I am a sandy bottleneck between the Mediterranean Sea and the Katara Depression. Both the 2nd New Zealand and 9th Australian divisions were heavily engaged in a battle with Axis forces in 1942, which led to an Allied victory. The battle was named after a small Egyptian coastal town, only 106 kilometers or 66 miles from Alexandria. Where am I? Okay. Is that Alamein? Because that's the closest they got to Alexandria, right? Okay, what's the? Can you say it again, real quick, Jason? This the location. I am a sandy bottleneck between the Mediterranean Sea and the Katara Depression. Both the Second New Zealand and the Ninth Australian Divisions were heavily engaged in the battle with Axis forces in 1942, which led to an Allied victory. The battle was named after a small Egyptian coastal town, only 66 miles from Alexandria. Yeah, that sounds right as far as location. Yeah, I think it's it's Alamein. El Alamein. That is correct. Official. There yep. you go. Correct. And in in Arabic, that means the Alamein. <laughs> Very nice. In, in Arabic. <laughs> Just to show off a little bit our, yep. our cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> I am a jungle track. Uh, I am a jungle track. In, hmm, I'm not sure what this is supposed to say. I'm going to read it as is. And I'm not sure exactly what this is supposed to say. I'm a jungle track and crossing the own Stanley Ridge in New Guinea. In New Guinea. I knew it right away. This is like they've got yep. like five battles they fought in, in all their history. This <laughs> I saw many brutal Guinea. battles between the Japanese and Australian forces between July to November 1942. The This area, I'm not going to tell you that word. The area is named after a village in the highlands with a small landing strip. What is the name of this area? Yeah, the second they said jungle track, I knew. Is this is this is it Bougainville? I'm talking to Ross here. Is it? Yeah. No, like, I, I, 
Is it like the, the Kakoa Trail or the? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that that's you're correct. Kokoda yeah. is it Kokoda? It's Kokoda or Kokota. Trail. That is, that's, that yeah. is correct. It is Kokoda. There you go. All right. Tract or trail, they say. Yeah, basically, they, when when it said jungle yeah. trail, I'm like, oh, it's going to be New Guinea. <laughs> yeah, this is another yeah, one they yeah, like, Yep. <laughs> you you don't hear a lot Lots. of questions about the everyone surrendering to Singapore. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Question 12. I am a town in France which saw Australian and U.S. infantry launch a proto-blitzkrieg, being the first combined arms assault of infantry, artillery, tanks, and aircraft. The battle on 4th July 1918 achieved all objectives in 93 minutes, just three minutes more than Manasha's calculated battle time. What is the town called? Uh, this is, is this, I think this is the one that Patton fought at, I think. Is it Bella Wood? No, 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 no. No, no, okay. I don't think so. Um, it's I don't think around there. It's like they have Chateau Thierry, they have different areas, like there's a uh, I'm not as I don't think it's Bella Wood though. I think that's, that, that's, isn't that that's the Marines, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it might be. That's the only American World War One specific place I can think of. But how dare you? I that's I know. Uh, where's my Paz of Glory box? I'm sure it's on there. Mm, yeah, I don't know if we know this. Uh, one. I mean, it will remember. Yeah. I will recognize the the yeah. name of it, but. I will, I will incorrectly answer Bella Wood just to find out how wrong we are. Nice. Hamel. Oh. Or Le Hamel. Never would have gotten that's, it. That's the Hamel, right? <laughs> the note says, General Pershing, commander of the American Expeditionary Force, demanded that the American forces be withdrawn prior to the battle. However, four U.S. companies stayed and fought with distinction. Good for them. Yeah. Yay. The Maori Wars took place in New Zealand between 1845 to 1872, and even 2,500 Australians served in the various conflicts. The rebellious Maori tribes, despite lacking in weaponry, were adept in guerrilla-style tactics and building fortifications. What were these fortifications called? There's probably a board game about it. I think there's a war game. There is. I, I I don't remember. I played it once. Well, uh, it's it's probably not something that we would uh, yeah. know. Very yeah, it's like the Haka Hut. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just I I got nothing. Pass him. Pass. Pa. And it's P-A with a line over it, and they say pronounced pa. So I appreciate the pronunciation. So, P without the line over it? <laughs> <laughs> pa were fortified settlements with palisades and defensive terraces, and many were built so sol solidly they could withstand artillery fire. Wow. Yeah, I would have thought that that's not a very, it's kind of a very simple name for them, but. Yeah. Pa. Okay. Not a dead language. 
Doesn't but doesn't no. seem like it's going to be very intimidating. I guess until you <laughs> yeah. get up to it, and... it looks like they might be. Yeah, let's go, go take out the paw. Uh, nope. Okay. They have a they have a picture of some some Maori and kilts fighting against some some Aussies. Interesting. Nice. Or I guess some. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know they're all Aussies. That's how it works, right? Yeah. Last well, subject. <laughs> Uh, in nineteen, it, yeah, in nineteen forty-two, the U.S. <laughs> like, like, like they're they're Anzacs, Kiwis. right? Kiwis. But the, right. as a group, they, they're they called Anzacs, right. right? Anzacs, and that's so how the, it is in my head. So, so yeah. the A is Australian, the NZ is New Zealand, and the <sighs> the Ack Anz Ack, the Ack is like. Army Corps, yeah, Australia, yeah. New Zealand, yeah. Army Corps, yeah. not in, okay. not in Canada, right? <laughs> and sometimes and Canada, other colonies. <laughs> yeah, just curious. There we go. Uh, yeah, they're fighting the Kiwis. Uh, in 1942, the U.S. 32nd Division, without proper training or equipment, was thrown into a brutal battle to help the Australians against a fortified Japanese base in New Guinea. MacArthur's staff determined this place was just hasty field entrenchments based on minimal reconnaissance. What was a swamp and... <laughs> oh, what a question. What was this swamp and kunai grass shithole called? I'll read that again. That sorry, that, <laughs> that caught me off guard at the end there. In 1942, the U.S. 32nd Division, without proper training or equipment, was thrown into a brutal battle to help the Australians against a fortified Japanese base in New Guinea. MacArthur's staff determined this place was just a hasty field, hasty field entrenchments based on minimal reconnaissance. What was this swamp and kunai grass shithole called? I could use a few more commas with my pronunciation or my reading. That's that's what's going on here. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Is this is get Bougainville before? Is that? Uh... Yeah, throw that out. You'd always throw that one out there. Yeah, I just pa pa yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with the Bougainville. We don't know. That's 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 in the same area. I think very close. Uh, Bunagana. Oh. Ah. Uh, yeah. I think that's a half credit, I think. <laughs> Many Wisconsin and Michigan boys of the U.S. 32nd Division died due to MacArthur's incompetence, but the Australian War Memorial remembers their achievements in helping the Aussies assault, assault one of the strongest Japanese fortifications in the South Pacific, manned by veteran and fanatical troops. Yeah, I mean, again, the Aussies come out smelling like a rose. Uh, you got to. Yeah. You got to. When you write the history, you know, but, when you make the memorial... Yeah, I guess that's the deal. That's true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we kicked the shit out of some underfed guys. No. <laughs> they, they were fanatical. They were veterans. fanatical. <laughs> like we went there and somehow they ended up saving us, our guys. <laughs> our guys. Okay. They also give me, in this question, they give me a, a phonetic uh, spelling, which I was in the army, so I know how to say this word, but I appreciate it, guys. In a small Egyptian town located on the coast, uh, 240 kilometers or 149 freedom units from Alexandria. In 1942, Rommel had defeated the British Eighth Army after the Battle of Gazala and trapped the second New Zealand at this place. 
a night attack by the Maori battalion punched a hole in Axis lines, and the New Zealanders drove through the 21st Panzer Division's bivouac. That's a, that's the word they spell for me phonetically, which I appreciate. With guns blazing, escaping to safety. What is this town called? Where did yeah. where did the New Zealanders uh, break through the 21st Panzer? I'm trying to name some towns. There's is there like Marsala. Is there? Yeah, Maris Marsala is at the, the. Is that? It's not Haifala Pass or. Could be. I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah. Let's go with the the Haifala Pass. Uh, you guys were very close, Mursa Matra. Well, there you go, Mursa Matra. Yeah, oh, okay. I was thinking of Marsala, like chicken Marsala. Yeah, exactly. So I now. should always chicken eat. Dinner. Yeah, always yeah. eat before the podcast. <laughs> it's so it's a popcorn or something. <clears throat> Their Mursa Matra operation was executed by Italian forces, and they bagged eight thousand Allied prisoners, forty tanks, and enough fuel and supplies to equip a division. Very handy. It is Anzac banana bending bonus questions. Okay. How do the bonus questions work again? Perhaps using an Aussie voice will help those from down under to better understand these rules. That's all you, Dave. Okay. I don't uh, have an Aussie accent. So I have to use an Aussie voice. Wait for it. Yeah. Good day, mate. Uh, so you're asking about these questions, these bonus questions. Uh, I don't know how to. Don't know. Rightly. Okay, good day. Uh, so they're bonus. Okay, so you understand that part. I'm just going to go all over the place for that <laughs> sense very, now. Yeah. <laughs> they count just like, yeah, they count like, just <laughs> like if, if I could have heard, <laughs> heard like somebody speaking like an Australian, I could maybe copy them, but like cold, very hard to do. It's very hard. Uh, so, but, yeah, I should have uh, watched a lot more Bluey yeah. before this. Yeah. <laughs> Because oh, then I'd be like, what are you chicken a boot? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Get some coldies in your ice bin. We, and we used to watch a show. Uh, my wife used to watch an Australian sitcom. But I'm trying to remember. Um, oh, Kath and Kim. That's the one we used to watch. And maybe so but we used to have good accents from that, but um i'm not really good at the australian accent so <laughs> we're not going to be able to do one of those governor it's very posh <laughs> very posh i love it uh so yeah there's bonus um yep. and uh you might wonder well they're bonus right so do they count as all the other questions are they special um uh they aren't are they're these just... ones upside down maybe uh, who knows yeah, I mean, are, yeah, that's right. They could be upside down. They, they, but they are going to count for the exact same. They are. So they are. So they're not going to be but they, any but different. They, 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 they don't count against me, right? Oh, um, they most certainly do. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works. Noted. Yeah. Well, yep. for I mean, and or against. A bonus. In an Aussie accent. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just can't come up with any good. Sorry, guys, That's my good. my no, my good. Australian accent is not the, the greatest. Oh, oh, here's one. This is one they used to say. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. 
Look at me. That's the only thing we know from that show. <laughs> Aaron's is always the size of a tangerine, which I don't think Michael Caine is supposed to be Australian as Alfred, but that's what she always goes to. A diamond the size of a tangerine. Yeah, so they're bonus. That's what you're going to no. get is bonus. So you have to pick it, and you have no choice, so you might as well just take it, okay? Good. All right, let's take it then. These Very good. Ones. And I'm, I'm reading this now, and I think we're a question short, which is phenomenal. Because question 18 has... Is it a, is it a metric conversion problem? <laughs> I think so. I think, I think they, <laughs> there was like 3.14 times 20, and they didn't quite... Because we have question 18, and underneath question 18 is question 19's answer. So hopefully it's the right answer. And then there's no question 19. It'll work out. It'll yeah, work. It's all right. It's, it's, yeah. it's fine. It's, it's going to be fine. Everyone, It'll everyone. be fine, Jason. Everybody, gets, everybody it, gets their money's worth. It's going to be just fine. You guys buckle up for this one. All in right. In We're ready to go. What was the name of the battle? In 1966, D Company, Delta Company, of the first Australian task force, consisting of Australians and New Zealanders, and Zach, if you will, was attacked by regimental size by a Viet regimental sized force. Vietnam. This is their Vietnam story. It's nineteen sixty six. Yep. Yeah. There's one. This is the one Vietnam story <laughs> they have. Okay, let me start. I'm so sorry I didn't pick you, Jason. <laughs> there's this is the second one I would have gotten. In nineteen sixty six, Delta Company of the first Australian task force was attacked by a regimental sized for regimental sized force of VC and Pavan troops. Delta Company held the Vietnamese forces at bay by the combined force of an artillery regiment and a U.S. medium artillery battery until relieved. What is the name of the battle? It's the big one. <laughs> the note says, Jason would be all over this like dead horse tomato sauce over a meat pie. I'm not sure what, what any of that Gross. means. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, linebacker, Dave. <laughs> uh, I, 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 it has like a weird Dave name. It, it's like two s single syllables or something. Oh, shocker! Wow. <laughs> no, no, I mean like, like you know, yeah, it's true. It is Vietnam. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna pull myself out of it. But I basically found it just by googling Australia's Vietnam battle. That's oh, it. you're not allowed to Google. No, I'm just saying. I just wanted to see if it would come up, and it did. I, I wouldn't have been able to guess it. Dave's disqualified. Yeah. Ross, you're on your own. I, I yeah, I, I, I got nothing. Um, Quan Wei. Nice, close mm -hmm. enough. The Battle of Long Tan. Yeah, that's it. I would have right. known that one. You could I have, have a game. Thrown, nice. You could have thrown a hoe in there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, duck. A fuck. Yeah, fuck hoe, duck fuck hoe. <laughs> Who am I? All right. I was born in New Zealand, grew up in Australia before marrying a Frenchman. I had to check the answer to make sure that was correct. <laughs> before marrying okay. a Frenchman and moving to France. Curve. It's not MacArthur, is it? <laughs> Uh, oh, let me start over. Oh, that's funny. I was born in New Zealand and grew up in Australia before marrying a Frenchman and moving to France. After the Nazi occupation, I joined the French resistance, helping airmen escape to Spain before having to escape myself. 
I then joined the SOE before parachuting back into France in 1944. Jesus, fuck, you're out. Get, stay out. So many countries. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was known as Madame Focaccia, the white or the white mouse. Field. Fiocha? I guess Fiocha. Sorry. It's not Focaccia. Take, I take that back. I'm, yeah. I'm also hungry. You have to eat before <laughs> the podcast. That's so a little olive oil. I need some pie. Uh, no, no. Madame Fiocha, the white mouse. No, a TV series series was made about her extraordinary life. Who is she? Born in New Zealand, grew up in Australia, married a Frenchman, moved to France, French resistance, Yep. got out, parachuted back in. I'm thinking she's not Kath or Kim, so that's uh, that's I'm out. If <laughs> yeah. she was Kath or Kim, I would have known. Is she a horsewife? No. Yeah. I, I I have no idea. Sounds like a cool story. Like yeah, so seriously. Age, so like Agent Carter shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of this person. I need to need to read a book. Nancy Wake. Nope. Yeah. Cool. Maybe. Was, Good story. Yeah. yeah. What organization am I? We were made up on Australian, New Zealand, personal, and Pacific Islanders who observed Japanese movement in World War II and rescued stranded allied personnel. One of our greatest achievements was setting up an early warning network during the Guadalcanal campaign, radioing early warnings to the United States Navy about Japanese warships and air movements. One of my members was also responsible for rescuing John F. Kennedy, a future U.S. president. Thank you for that note. And 10 fellow crew members after their PT boat sank. What is that organization? Yeah, they were like the island watchers or something like that. Yeah, like the like coast like, watchers or I don't remember. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if they had like a official. Yeah, it's, uh, the only thing I can or... think of is like is, is like Coast Watchers is the only thing I can think of. Coast uh, Watchers is correct. I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. stop All right. you right there. Yeah, I thought yeah. they had. I thought, I thought they, had cool, walk, I had a cooler name, but no, no acronym or anything. No, okay. Coast Watchers. I don't want you to talk yourself out of it. I appreciate that. John F. Kennedy, future U.S. president. That's right. Did you know that, Jason? For a little bit. I did. I did. Okay. His assassination anniversary was, what, three days ago? Yeah. I think we, we both learned something. <laughs> what battle was I? This is often described as the first major battle of the war in the Pacific in which Allied troops decisively defeated Japanese land forces. The battle started late August 1942 with elite Japanese SNL troops fighting against Australian militia and desert veterans to take this vital location. The Japanese withdrew on 7th September, ceding strategic initiative to the Allies in the South Pacific. What battle is that? I'm sorry, th this is where the Australians are defending? There, there was an Australian militia there that apparently got its ass kicked from what I just heard. Because I, because I would uh, guess like Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal. Well, yeah, yeah, would not... yeah, yeah. It's that's the yeah, the, the, Guadalcanal. I, yeah, I'm gonna guess that unless we're hearing the, the Australian rest of the story, like 
This is actually how the war was won. Yeah. <laughs> how the Australian militia <laughs> saved the U.S. from the Japanese. Slowed them down ever so slightly. Speed bump. So it's a battle? Yeah. It's... Yeah, the... The Battle of Australian Supremacy, the Battle of. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a land battle. I, I mean, didn't they have, they uh, had, they had like uh, the, the port, you know, in New Guinea, there was the port, Port Mosby, yeah, Moresby, Port Mosby. Port Mosby. Yeah. Yeah, they, but they, 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 they never fought there because they never came down the, the, the trail we talked about before. Did the Japanese or, never try to take it? Maybe they, they tried to get there, but. Uh, Maybe this is the awesome battle they're talking about, where the Japanese went up one side and got tired and went back, and then the Australians like, "Yeah, we drove them off." <laughs> I don't know. So that there's no Battle of Guadalcanal. Well, also, uh, yeah. it, did we say it's did we say it's in out in the islands or is it just in the Pacific Theater? Just, just in the Pacific oh, Theater. Yeah. The first time they were so could, it, could it be in Burma? Like, could this be like what's that Kohima or what's that battle over there? Yeah, that, that wasn't until like forty-four. Okay. Yeah, that was that was like way late. Okay. So yeah, it's it's got to be one of the islands because that's that's when the shit changed around, right? Well, it can't be Guadalcanal because I don't think that the Australians were there. Australians at Guadalcanal? Oh, like they might have been the first ones there. Okay. When the Marines push it up, that's just Guadalcanal. I'm going with it. The Battle of Milne Bay. Milne Bay. That that one. It says Milne Bay was the first tactical defeat of Japanese land forces, and Guadalcanal was the first strategic defeat. Oh. Uh, I'm taking another half point for that one. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good showing, gentlemen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 out of 19 and a half. The further east it got, the worse we did. Yeah, this, that's, this is that's fair. <laughs> Although, at like everything was, was within like a 70 year time period, too. Oh, <laughs> like, it is Australia. It's, it's, yeah, Australia. I, I know. It's, you know, I, I it like didn't get Dave to, to flex his, uh, his Civil War oh, stuff. Yeah. We didn't get to stumble over any crappy French or Roman names. You know, there's a. Uh, it's very, yeah, very mean, narrow, very narrow band there. They're they're very young country. They're just a little baby country, so they haven't you know fought in as many wars as we have. You know, we're like the older brother. We can kind of lord it around over them, push them around. Neener, neener. We, we can grab Australia's hand and be like, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself!" <laughs> now they need us. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good, good stuff. That's interesting. That's like good. a lot of that, I don't know. So. Yeah, no. It's not. I mean, you knew about half of it. Well, I have no I idea. Too. Yeah, like I, I have no guesses. idea that they thought they were so important in the world's history. I mean, that was good. I learned a lot. So that was good about their. Yeah, opinion. When you're writing the history, you get to. Yeah. <laughs> <I learned laughs> when you write the quiz, when you get the questions, I learned a lot about their opinion of their country's history. That was good. That's good. No, we love them. They're awesome. If you need. 2,000 soldiers to do something in, in a major bat- war battle. The Australians, are the, the Australians are the ones to go to. So, 
All right, and we so, all need to read more about Nancy Wake. Apparently. That's right. And yep. so, uh, speaking of uh, the uh, our Anzac friends who never come to any of our conventions, um, we had a convention. Boy, did we in Dallas and how it was good. Um, and I don't know how much Ross is going to want to talk about some things. And feel free to only talk about what you want to talk about. I'm not going to guide you because I know there are several stories. Nothing bad. <laughs> nothing bad. But there are some crazy stories. It just it never fails that when we go there, uh, you know, we obviously don't have the hotel to ourselves. So we are interacting with other people. And then, you know, they get kind of an interesting crowd. Oh, did, that some, goes did in. something happen that I didn't, that I didn't know about? Oh. <laughs> okay. Do we need to take do we need to pause the recording for a minute? <laughs> I don't think I know the story. Well, we'll see. No, I, 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 I made a new friend. Yeah. And it was not, I mean, Ross didn't do anything bad, but um, we can talk about that uh, if you feel like it. Um, so uh, why don't we just start with uh, Jason? How about you? What, what games did you do? What was your con experience like? You got there. And so what happened? <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's always the highlight of the year. Um, I tried to not over schedule this year but i still managed to kind of over schedule but that's okay um yeah we got in tuesday played some like dumb card games wednesday i can't remember what we got into i didn't write it down played our typical train game on thursday which was uh most weren't, weren't you playing a train game on wednesday too probably okay <laughs> oh we did yeah we played 1857 on on wednesday okay um yeah, we played uh, 1880 China on Thursday. Um, Mitch and I played uh, a way game, a Huey game on Friday, which was uh, we try to play a small Vietnam game every year. I don't think we got one last year in, but um, this was okay. Um, it was quick, which was nice, but. It was a little, I don't know, a little underdeveloped, let's say. It was a, like a modern war magazine game. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, and then Gersh and I played Musk and Pike basically the rest of the day, which kind of carried over into other stuff. Um, but that was super fun. Musk and Pike was good to get played on the table um, after playing it solo and Vassal. Yeah, which one? Which box? We played... Um, uh, this Accursed Civil War, we played Marston Moore. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, it was a little bit more, I think, than... For some reason, it was longer than neither of us expected it to be, but uh, Gersh got the better of me. And then Saturday was uh, GCACW in the morning, which was fucking awesome, with uh, Hollywood, a very hungover Kyle, who was uh, spelled by uh, Rocket Man and Duck. Oh, that must have been coming off his aliens. <laughs> yeah, he was, <laughs> oh, it, was like it was. Yeah. He was painfully hungover. Uh, and then Saturday night was Crusoe's Planet, which was a fucking blast. So it was. It was a good con. I I never got. You know, there's there's like good drunk, and then there's like, like too drunk, and then there's like bad drunk. I I I just kind of towed the line between good drunk and and just a little bit buzzed. I never threw up, never blacked out. So I'll, I'll but I was never hung over. I'll count that as a win. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. We had good service. We have a, the waitress service was strong. So we had that 
Zoe, is that her name? Zoe. That is her name. Yeah. yeah so yes. we had her there. So we might have to put Zoe on the coin next year. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. And Ross, what about you? Would you play? Uh, Wednesday, I got there. Just uh, yeah, normal arrival, fucking around BS. Uh, Source of the Nile with uh, Ralph and okay, cool. Pete. Yeah, no, it was a. Uh, all that and all good, although all good, like I'd never played, so all good print, printed out some rules that were apparently some like weird offshoot rules that uh, weren't the ones in the box. So I read those and then Ralph started playing, and I had no idea what was going on. Um, <laughs> so I think it, and uh, Pete was a little under the weather too, so that one that one spiraled pretty fast. Oh, yeah, Pete uh, ended up going home early because he had COVID. Yeah, is that, is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, so, oh, Pete. He showed yeah. up, and then the next day he was in his room the whole day, and then he was just – I heard he's getting a flight home, and then he got home, and then he got a, took a COVID test when he got home, oh, and no. he's test positive for COVID. So, like – but that's what's fucked up. Yeah. He hung, was hanging out with everybody there. Nobody there got COVID. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, yeah. COVID's come a long way. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was, I, I was a sad panda. I didn't get to hang out with Pete anymore yeah. because he was uh, – but, yeah, no, he was, he was definitely not uh, definitely not well. But, yes. Uh, so yeah. So source of the now. What do you think? Uh, I think now that like we that's totally an old, fucked. That's we, an old. Game. That's an old old game. We totally fucked up the rules. We were like playing by the rules as as we went. Um, I think now that I have some idea, it's it's pretty cool. Although my guy died like you know three or four turns into it, and once you die, it takes forever to get your ass back to Africa. So that kind of sucked. Um, and the, is the it, idea like, you're trying to find certain things, like based well, on who you are? Yes, yeah. The, the, there's like they're not classes. I think there's like six or seven different like personas that you can be, like archaeologist. And, and, yeah, whatever. archaeologist or journalist or um, yeah, like a, a naturalist or something. And depending on what you discover, like you know, the archaeologist gets more for, or like the sociologist gets more for discovering tribes, and the the geologist gets more for finding mountains and and finding like King Solomon's mine or some some crazy shit like that. And Jason, uh, don't get excited. So. Naturalist, he studies nature. It's not. Weirdos. I understand. <laughs> Just so, so yeah. So, so you have like you have to figure out what you like. Then you put together like there's a whole like spreadsheet on a piece of paper of of writing down your your expedition and how many porters you have and how many guns and horses and boats and Ascari and and, and it's the idea hunt that every you, turn. you have to spend like those resources as you encounter like challenges or. Yeah, like you, you'll like the more Ascari you have, you can hunt or um, yeah, you can fight or talk with native tribes when you find them. Depending on the terrain, it can make you go slower. If you're not cautious, you can get lost, which is what happened to me like seven times and I didn't move anywhere. Um, you know, if you have boats, it's easy to go down a river, but it's a pain in the ass if you hit the desert. Um, so it's yeah, it's like based on how you've outfitted your party that makes certain things easier or harder as you're going, and you know you you're you're not like technically you're not the explorer, you're you're some like you know, colonial society back in in Europe that's that's funding these expeditions that you know. So if if your first guy, the journalist, dies and you want to come back as a geologist, it's you're you're technically putting together that expedition for them and and 
sending out a geologist to go, you know, get points and stuff. And are there loca- um, there's locations like on the map that are like hidden, like kind of you can't it's, see what it's, they are. Yeah, so it's all so like the the coastline is all filled in, uh, but everything on the map you, it's it's you draw with a crayon, like you actually draw in. All right, you roll. I'm moving into this hex. Let me roll for what it is. Okay. Uh, or it's not a roll. It's, it's it's like a card, and you flip over the card, and it's like if you're next to a desert and you're going in this direction, then it's going to be a mountain or it's going to be a river. Um, and you're constantly drawing these cards that have um, the encounters that have the terrain and all that. So you're, you know, if it's going smoothly, you're, you're constantly like moving into the heart of Africa and filling in all these um, spaces and, 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 you know, getting to, to, you know, find the crazy shit that's in there. And if you don't make it back, then you don't get any points for your expedition. So all the shit that you found, if you died like halfway, three quarters of the way into Africa, like you get no points for it. Nice. Which That's I guess cool. makes sense, but it's like yeah. maddening when, when you're like, oh, hey, a friendly tribe. Oh, no, now my head is tiny. That's right. <laughs> That's, <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> so, so, yeah, and then I, the other, I think I, I might have been Wednesday or, or Thursday. Like the Thursday I, I, I pieced out mostly because I, the, my cousin was in town from uh, Louisiana. I hadn't seen him in forever, so we we went out, had dinner, went and watched the uh, the baseball playoffs. So I think Thursday night I played the, on the, the the big CFR map that Hollywood brought. That that shit was amazing. Yeah, the racetrack. Yeah, that was uh, again. I was I was terrible. I was the biggest pussy in racing. <laughs> Everyone else is like flying ahead and and like throwing. You're the turtle. Slow and steady. Yeah, yeah so exactly. I finished like halfway in the pack. Everyone wrecked right by trying to get in the uh, at the like the last turn in the end. I'm like, all right, here I come. Here we go. That's so funny. it was a, yeah, it was a good time. So Hollywood ran it really well too. So that was fun. Uh, Friday was what I did. Friday was was uh, pass of glory with uh, with big deal. That was fun. We got uh, I think it ended about halfway halfway through the game. Um, his dice were just just shit, and that was essential powers, and and managed to to like be able to smash Italy, and apparently that's still a thing in that game. Yeah, uh, yeah it's that's still there. And then Friday night was Fallen Lands, Sirac, uh, uh, Tank Jason, Hollywood. Um, I think Rex was in for a little while, but that game was bananas. Oh, it was fucking crazy. There was. But like just so many cards and random random shit going on like you couldn't follow it it was it, you know because you get like it, it's like you're a post apocalyptic society and then you get these like equipment and these random personalities like that go out with you and and explore the wasteland and try to start rebuilding your your faction um, but there's like event cards that do stuff to other factions and you build up your base and you know i had like the the child mascot and a cyborg and like some uh, other guy who was married to someone in another faction um it, it, it was it was crazy I, I ended up winning that on a the the 
Uno reverse dysentery card. Sirac tried to, <laughs> to he, he, he tried to, he tried to give myself dysentery. Tried to give me dysentery, which literally had a guy shitting his brains out on the card. <laughs> And then they handed it to me and like your settlement loses whatever power. And I, I had the Uno reverse card and I gave it right back to him. And I was like, yeah, no, second. Um, it was, it was super fun. That's uh, uh, that, that was, it was definitely, it's a con experience game and we had a blast with it. Yeah, that's good. I nice. came over to watch you guys play. I was pretty drunk though at that point. So I was kind of just sitting there. Yeah. So, so were we like that, that like definitely uh, i think that added to nobody knowing what they were doing but the the laughter factor was high on that one yeah that's cool good uh anything else uh just saturday was uh dune with uh with ralph and bruce and tank jason i'd never played dune um so i didn't know apparently if you play a shield with the laser it blows everything up oh um, yeah so that's large, a common have you not read the books or read, seen the movies <laughs> or seen <laughs> sammer's uh, recap from <laughs> previous convention so so i i knew that happened but i didn't understand the and i knew because like Bruce was telling me what, like, he looked and told me what was going to happen, but I, I didn't realize that all of the, like, uh, protection from physical or whatever was a shield. I didn't put two and two together there because, again, I'd been drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and apparently, Ralph, who was the, the Bene Gesserit, had, like, was ready to win on that turn. Um, but because I played the shield on the nuke and I killed, like, just massive, massive amounts of people, it, totally fucked his game and had us ended up going out all the way to the end. So Cause, Ralph, cause Ralph, shout out, man. I'm, I'm Ralph, really, really the, 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 the Bene they can win by predicting who's going to win. Right. Isn't that one of their ways of winning? Yeah. They, 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 they have to predict what faction and, and what turn is going to win. Um, nice. And he had a peg that like, it would have happened if I didn't nuke that settlement literally by accident. Um, and then we had to break for lunch and Ralph bitched about it and, and we came back and he ended up losing. Um, so, you know, good times. And then Caruso's planet, which is just my God. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that one. Jason, yeah. your speech was excellent. <laughs> yeah. Thank I you. think you, you guys will have to get into that in more detail, like later, I think to kind of go over that. Cause I, I just saw it in the beginning. So it's a, I think it's going to be a staple. Nice. Oh yeah, no, it's it, it's it's not a game. It, it's I, I think the best way I could describe it, and we could we'll talk about it later. But it's it's basically Model UN and Lord of the Flies put together. That's that's accurate. <laughs> and Jason, which GCACW game did you guys do? Roads to Gettysburg. Uh, we played the new one. Um, oh fuck! Grant takes command. on on to Richmond. On to Richmond. Yeah, to Richmond. Okay. Yeah, so I came. Uh, we played. Uh, I played Strike of the Eagle with Sirac. Uh, of course, Sirac wants to play anything involving the the poles. So, how was that? He's nothing it, if not looks cool. It, it is. It's a good game. It's an old Academy game that they I long ago, probably ten years ago, on the podcast complained about the fact that they weren't going to make any more games for that that series. Um, it's got blind rules. It's a block game or blind orders for a block game. Uh, it's like, I think it's, want to say it's late 1920s, early 1930s, somewhere around there, where Poland and Soviet Union apparently got into a war. And so uh, 
we played that. We had fun with it. Um, I don't really care if I'm winning or losing that game. So the map is very cool. It's got it's like a point to point type game, uh, but the cards uh, kind of decide how many orders you can play your cards for orders, or to try to help you in a combat or for a historical event. Uh, but you only have so many cards. So if you start to use cards for things like trying to help you in combat or like as a battle event, that means that's one card that you're not going to have for orders. So one of your rounds, you'll have two orders and your opponent might have like five orders uh, and that can make a big difference. Um, and the way the orders work is it's basically your orders can be uh, either an order saying everyone's going to leave from this location or everyone's going to come to this location and their arrows. And so when you put something down on a space, your opponent has no idea whether you're actually going to that space or leaving that space. Uh, until it gets revealed when you reveal all the orders. There's a bunch of different types of orders, like train movement and uh, defensive orders. And so it was fun. We enjoyed it. Um, played Legion of Honor with Mitch and a bunch of guys. Uh, this is a game where you're playing like a, uh, a, a, a sergeant in the French Napoleonic Army, and you can move all the way up to being like a, a field marshal. Like you get promoted and you fight in different battles and you can have a wife and you can have two mistresses. Um, and like each battle you might get wounded or you can achieve like Napoleon might notice you and it's a greater chance of getting promoted. So there's all this stuff going on. Uh, it was pretty bananas. Like you can challenge other players to duels and you have skill at dueling. Like sometimes you can practice your dueling to try to get your dueling up. But one of the interesting things is like, you know there's going to be a certain battles fought. Like maybe it's like 1805, or maybe the, we're getting ready to fight the campaign in Italy or earlier. And so everyone wants to be in that army. There's a couple armies you can be assigned to. So the idea is you're trying to get assigned to the army that's doing the fighting. You don't want to be in the army that's like the army of the north while Napoleon's winning all those victories down in Italy. So basically all the, all the characters try to run down to, to get transferred into those armies so then they can uh, they do something brave or, or maybe just you know, anything to get promoted. Um, and... One of the things I liked is it, it it rates you for survival based on line, field officer. Like if you're a sergeant, you're line. If you become like a, a, a battalion chief, you maybe are like a field officer. And then you become like a like a flag grade, like marshal. So it's it's harder to die the higher up you get in rank, right? So if you're a sergeant it's much more likely you're going to get killed or captured once you get to be like a general and stuff then it's less dangerous but your jobs change like what you can be assigned to or the achievements you can get it's it's i thought it was actually surprisingly fun so yeah i i sat around and watched a little bit of that i you got wounded a lot didn't you i got wounded four times and every time it was a it was a grave wound so then I have to go to the hospital. So I sit in the hospital and wait around. And like uh, C-Rack's guy, or I think it was C-Rack, I think his guy got wounded like three times. Always like a flesh wound. Never. Or, and like you can try to be brave or you can shirk your duties and hide and be a coward. It's like Flashman. And maybe, and the question is, did anyone see you do it? <laughs> so you're good as long as no one saw you shirk or flee. 
but yeah, it's cool. So it's all historical. So all the battle cards, there's cards for each battle. So when a big battle comes up, you're going to pull cards and be like, oh, what part did I play in this battle? And you might be like, oh, I charged the main breastworks or maybe I was out on, on scouting duty. Or but yeah, so it's, it's neat. And you track all your stuff that you achieved. Did Napoleon notice me? Uh, did I, you know, whatever, get glory or experience or so you track all that. And each rank has a requirement. Like if you want to be a, sh a battalion chief, you have to have this much glory, this much Napoleon's notice. Um, so, and this much money, money is a big factor too. Like your wife, you want to marry a rich wife. Ideally you want an ugly rich wife to give here, you a lot here. of money. That's because <laughs> the women the women are rated i'm trying to remember but i'm sure this wouldn't be a, if, if, if certain communities found out about this game it wouldn't be very popular but they basically rank women with three categories i think it's their looks their their uh wealth and i want to say it's uh is it like connections or something like that fertility it, it, yes but no it's even worse it's nothing good like and then so based on those three categories you have a number which makes them more difficult to marry or like so you ideally you want an ugly woman who's rich because then her ugliness makes her richness not as her total is lower <laughs> so, oh that's funny <laughs> but, wow and, and so then and then you get the mistresses the mistresses are good because they can influence your transfer. So if you're in the Army of the North, your mistress, meanwhile, is is palling around Paris. She can go over to the the Army Administrative Headquarters and try to get you transferred using her womanly wiles. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's a very interesting game. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was concerned, like how many how much replayability would there be in this game? Because it is historical. You go through. Um, the uh you know you go through the history as far as which battles are fought when um but you know there is it does change as you promote it becomes a very different game in the beginning you're just trying to survive uh you have to ri take risks to to advance yourself in the middle game and later you're getting different assignments because now you have rank and you're not as 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 exposed to combat so uh yeah i thought it was cool it's pretty it was fun but it was it was actually better than i thought it would be so yeah it looked like a good time i, I would love to jump in one of those next time uh if it gets run again because it, it just it looked like a it looked like it's a giant storytelling machine so yeah guys are getting captured all the time and shot killed in battle wounded in battle and, uh, uh, and in the end i think it comes down to money i think money was a big thing but yeah i was trying to remember the woman thing it was so funny so, but like you can actually, uh, like you can as a character, she cuckold one of the other players by going after his wife, <laughs> try to seduce her. So, and if you're a good duelist, you challenge him. Like he might be, if he's higher ranking than you and you challenged him to a duel, he doesn't have to fight you. He'll be like, mm, that's okay. I'm not going to fight you because I, I outrank you or whatever. It's beneath that's right. me. Yeah. So, so that was it. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. Uh, then we did the DNBN Foo. I did that with C-Rec also. That's the Legion Games one. I forget the name of it. What is the name of that game? I don't think it's called DNBN Foo. Uh, yeah, I thought so. Is that its yeah. name? Yeah, it's just DNBN Foo. Fi I thought it was Final Gamble. Yeah, I think colon. that's the, the colon. The, the, uh, colon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. 
Uh, oh yeah, the final gamble, the Indian favorites, and uh, uh, I played it with Mitch back in Game On, uh, Game On years ago, probably eight years ago. This is the second edition. Can't notice. I think maybe there are a couple things that were different that I didn't remember from the first one. Um, so it's it's an interesting game. It's based on the siege of Dien Bien Phu. One person plays the French, uh, the other person plays the Viet Minh. Uh, it's got a lot of quirks to it. it it's definitely built around the siege. And so there's a lot of it's very particular to that that uh, that fight. I the it, it's beautiful. It looks really nice. We fucked up the the salt rules in the beginning, so the first couple of strongholds fell quicker than they probably should have. Which then I used to blame all my failures on. That was <laughs> I, I, clearly I, flog, I flogged that horse to death. To, to anyone came by, I'm like, oh yeah, but I would I should have been way ahead because of blah, blah, blah. but. Uh, Truthfully, I don't know that I'm particularly good at this game because there's a combination for the French of defending, knowing when to stop defending, and knowing when to counterattack. And and I just couldn't. And aware. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot I, of spinning, spinning plates. I couldn't really figure out um, how to counterattack, how to really make that work for me. So I maybe need to read a little bit about maybe there's some reviews and people can give me some advice. Um, because I couldn't quite master that because it seemed like when you would go to counterattack, you were really exposing your guys after you did it. And so uh, had some really shitty roles for uh, reinforcements coming in. They, I wasn't getting the paratroopers like you'll ask for reinforcements and they're like your character commands like, nope, you're fine. You're like, no, you're good. We're really not, we're not fine. It's really bad. And then a bit, and then as you lose more guys, then you start triggering that they're like, okay, you do need help. And they'll try to fly in guys. But then there's so basically you do the whole mini game where you load up all your planes with all your stuff. And then you hope they, those, you roll randomly to see which play flights make it through and which ones don't. So it's always annoying when like guys you really needed or you need medicine or fuel or food or, or whatever. It doesn't get through. The one thing that you really needed isn't the thing that lands. They land like 40 things of fuel and like no medicine, you know, and that you needed the medicine. Um, but I think it's, it's a neat way to do it. And, uh, I thought I liked it. Um, you know, it is tough in that you are defending the whole time, kind of, and that can be kind of a drag. Um, so a lot of the good things that happen for you as the French is basically hoping that the Viet Minh are going to roll badly for their assaults. So that can be a little bit of a drag when you're playing. And, and you know, I'm using artillery I'm, and I'm basically just playing on like a D6 that he rolls a one or two, you know, sure. and, that's, and that means that attack failed. And that maybe gives me another turn where I'm safe. Um, it feels like a game that's as good, if not better, solo than opposed. Probably, yeah, because it is like you do get to be like, you, yeah, you can do some fighting back as the French, but definitely it is one where you're you're getting beat around, knocked around quite a bit, and so basically you're just praying that he rolls once. So, and Chris did give me that quite a bit. He rolled quite a few ones, which probably bailed me out a little bit for my. My play that was not optimal in the beginning, but it looks beautiful. The game's really nice. A lot of great components, uh, a lot of charts, and really well done. So then uh, I did some History Maker Baseball. I had 1977 teams, uh, played a couple different, played the Royals, 77 Royals, 77 Dodgers, uh, played the 77 Tigers against the 77 Dodgers with Dan, played uh, uh, Lawrence. I think I, I might have played Pete. 
I'm not sure who else I played. Um, had a great time uh, and actually did make some, but made a bullpen change at the last minute where I brought in a nice. fresh, fresh was reliever. It, was it a then, double switch? Did, did, did you know part I, of the double but, switch? But I brought in the lefty to face his lefty. And it was, uh, I think I'd hit a three run home run to tie it up or something. Again, pretty drunk, but this is how I remember it. And so I brought in the lefty to face his lefty. And, you know, this is 1977. There's not a lot of designated. Basically, any good pitchers were starters. Like the bullpen was where starters went, went to die. Uh, and so, uh, but I, I rolled the result, same, same, that because of that result, I got the out to, to, to end up closing out the inning and, and killing a rally. So that was kind of sweet to actually make a move. Because, the, you know, history maker baseball is not maybe like Sherco where you're running the guys around as much. It's much more like, it's much quicker play. And a lot of it's just the story that gets done while you're rolling. But there are moments where you can kind of intervene and make a change or go up and talk to a batter and maybe change. But half the time when you do that, you make them suddenly hot or or uh, a, a slugger because you went and talked to them. Then the dice rolled. It doesn't fucking make any difference. <laughs> like that like that keyword never comes up because this game is based off all keywords. So it'll it'll have a guy and say he's a slugger and then when you look in the results as you're rolling the dice it'll say if he's a slugger this happens if not it's an out or something like that so i did that and then uh we played race for the galaxy the final night i think and, that, and we did oh you guys played it there we played it there oh fun and uh, i was really drunk and i had not played in, in a year at least it's a theme and i played battletech did battletech that was fun Pretty yeah, that battle for tech that game looked looked pretty good. That was Gersh around that, right? Yeah, I was pretty drunk. Um, BattleTech is one of those ones where you're like, it looks really good, it's fun, the lore is great, everything. Then you start playing it, and then you're like, now I remember why I stopped playing this when I was a kid, um, because it is very fiddly. And if you have more than one or two mechs, it's like heat sinks and how many dots you have to mark off the guy based on it's it's a lot. So. Um, and then we played Aliens, and this is I was Kyle's game. Kyle was running his Aliens game. I was uh, Sergeant Apone. Uh, I got captured like immediately by the aliens, grabbed by the aliens. So, but it was funny because we were there getting ready, and I was kind of helping. I kind of talked Kyle into uh, running the game because we were going to do a Zanti High Lightning with Pete, but then Pete got COVID, so that game was canceled. So I was like, Kyle had brought all of his nicely painted stuff. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we're sitting down to play and like he gets handed a big giant uh, glass of whiskey. I, I want to say Kev Sharp had given it to him. So Kyle's drinking that. And then uh, Chloe comes by and says, hey, real quick. It was almost like she's like, I poured this by accident. And she just hands me this beer. She goes, drink it, drink it quick. Get rid of it. Like I was getting rid of the evidence. Right? So, so I, ch I chugged the beer, then somebody bought us whiskeys, then we, we got a, she brought gin and tonics. So Kyle was definitely at some point, someone was yelling at Kyle like, well, why don't you know this real? Kyle's like, I am so drunk. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, I'm really, because I'm really inebriated. And I think, I think at one point, and I was like yelling at everyone, like, this is the Marines, you know, and somebody I think was eating a bag of chips and I slapped it out of their hands and I said, chips are for closers. <laughs> nice. Or something like that. I vaguely ah. remember doing something like that. And someone later on took a picture, or maybe I did, of a bag of chips laying on the ground. I don't know. Yeah, no, that was recorded somewhere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so 
but that was good. There was a lot of good drunky. Uh, I, I love the history maker baseball at night when, after drinking. It's very light fun. I really want to get it to where I've got the uh, stats on the back of the baseball cards. Like get those nice. deals yeah. where I can get the 1977 cards. And because the nice thing about history maker baseball is they give you all the stats for everything. So you can just go make the cards yourself. You can take any, any baseball season and give the guys all the qualifications. Is he a slugger? Is he a semi slugger? Is he a, is he a, a an icon uh, second baseman? You know, is he iron or icon? You know, it's all this, all these stats for them. So and I like the game because you go in the beginning and you say, we, we've talked about it before, but you roll to see like, hey, we're getting ready to go into the game. What's going on in the locker room? You roll dice to see like, oh, your your press manager comes up and says there's a problem with a player. We're uh, on a blow. Yeah, right. Or your general manager <laughs> you says so-and-so, so-and-so is not looking good in the bullpen, you know. And so that gives that particular player, uh, you know, how's the clubhouse mood? You know, you got all this stuff. So. It's cool. I like it. It's my favorite. So that's what I did. Nice. Do you guys need to get drinks or anything? Yeah, I was just about to say I could use a refill. I yeah. could. I could. Yeah. Okay. And I really that. like. I just kind of breeze through. I might. I might need to hit some high points. Some. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah I, we I, should. We, we should talk more about the. <laughs> no, no. You, you guys <laughs> are going to talk more that about was, that. that. That was that was a hell of a thing. And I want to hear right. more about onto Richmond. Yes, very much. And we did hit Source of the Nile, so good. And uh, we're going to talk also about the new Axis Empires that just came out. Yeah. Uh, that just arrived at my house, and I've spent the weekend without the girls here starting nice. to go over it. It's so I'm on a but, but spending first, hiatus through the end of the year, so I'm, I, think it's I might need to zone out for that. I think it's worth it. All right. Um, all right, be back. Okay, bye. Nice. We didn't talk about what we were drinking. I oh, we should do that. Feels like a miss. <laughs> Got so torn up by the hands that quiz so what are you drinking i saw dave pop off uh i'm drinking mccallum 12. very it's, nice it's scotchy uh, scotchy kind of night i, I it's, I'm, I'm i'm honored actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta class up every once in a while how about you no i got a uh i got a bottle of bullet bourbon here that uh friend of mine gave me for taking him to an Eagles game so nice figured now was now was the time to uh, to open that up it's a classic All right, I'm back. yeah no, it's tasty that uh, that poker game yesterday a guy had uh, he has like the whole smoking apparatus for okay like, yeah smoke smoke infusing bourbon so I had a little bit of that and it's like you know do you want like cherry or apple or oak and put the thing <laughs> on top and let it sit there and and I was driving, so I only had like like less than a finger. But it was, uh, it's, I don't know that I'd want to go through the effort for that. Now it seems like a like a fancy bar trick, but not something I want right. to put in my bourbon. Yeah, like every once in a while for a cocktail, it's fun. Like I'll do like cinnamon, like smoke cinnamon over something, which is Ooh. fun. But, but that's yeah. nice. well, that's a flavor, right? That's yeah, yeah. It's, 
Oak we is have, not we a have, flavor. We have a local bartender. Who well, like does that. like a cinnamon stick, not like no. cinnamon. Well, no, this, this, yeah, this, this guy will do the wood thing where he's like, oh, this is, and I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm drinking a tree now. Right, it's like, right. it's like uh, I feel like I took a log out of my fireplace and <laughs> swirled it in my drink. Yeah. I don't know, like pecan can be nice sometimes. No, that's like an old fashioned or a Manhattan. I think that's good. That's yeah. actually a flavor. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't want my drink to taste like a house fire. <laughs> yeah, as, as, as one who enjoys smoky treats, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Here's a little plastic. Let me burn that over here. Yeah, that's right. burning yeah. couch. Yeah. Prison riot. Nice. Was this fire started with a cigarette? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you drinking, Dave? <laughs> I'm drinking coffee because I'm not. I haven't drank since the convention. Oh wow! Is there a reason for what? that? Uh, yeah, I was just after coming back from the convention. I'm like, um, I think I need to like take a break for a little bit. I'm, I'm not quitting. I'm just said. Uh, I got to a point where I was drinking like almost every day, and so I was like, uh, why don't we like exert a little self control and maybe see if we can like not drink, and that would be good. And so uh, I just said, I'm not going to drink for the rest of 2023. Wow, that's huge over the holidays. Wow. Oh, I know. You, man. Wow. I know. That's the hardest thing. But, I'll, but, but dude, 2024, <laughs> January 1st, all bets are off. <laughs> I just wanted to, I wanted to kind of, yeah, I'm to lose some weight, all this sure. stuff health wise. And, yeah. and now I'm like, I feel great. But, That'll be me in January. Oh, do you do it in January? Well, just like after the holiday. Like I, so I, I had, let's see, three weeks ago I had COVID. So I didn't work out and, but still drank and still, Basically nice. ate whatever I wanted. Then I went to Las Vegas for a week for work and that was like food everywhere and drinks. And then my daughter was in the hospital for a week. So I stayed in the hospital for a week with her. And then now I'm here and I'm like, my pants don't fit anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, why did all this cause my pants to shrink? Why are my pants shrinking? Well, they're even like, they're short too. I don't understand what's going on. Does it take more fabric to get over my fat belly i don't know so yeah i but and it's funny i was telling a coworker, and they're like you could start now i'm like no i can't i'll start in january like i can't i can't go through christmas and then yeah, thanksgiving yeah. without you know i get my pecan pie i want some scotch with it yeah so yeah it's, you gotta have a plan you can't just like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna keep free, kicking that cab down the road yeah, for me, it's just I'll get into a thing where I'll just be like, I get, I'm bo- I might be bored, or mm-hmm. or generally what I'll do it is just I'll say, norm. I'll be like, oh, I'll just read a book and have a couple of drinks. In the end, I end up just watching TV and being drunk, and then sure. like, and then I don't get shit done. Like I don't get anything done. It's a time waster for me. Uh, I like to day drink sometimes, but then basically that day I accomplish almost nothing. <laughs> I mean. You retire, which is your right. Kind of, yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's no, right. That, is, that is true. But, yeah, so I have less of an excuse, right, to not do it. But it's been good. I've I've actually enjoyed like not doing it, uh, mostly just so I can be like, hey, I can stop. I don't need to do it all the time. Exactly. So yeah. uh, it's so good. I, I look forward to yeah. getting back into it. So as long as you're back informed by next uh, whatever month, <laughs> next no. year. No, it, yeah, it's no, it's just I told myself I'm just not gonna. I mean, I quit dipping. I, I haven't dipped in a year. Uh, I've done a bunch of stuff, just kind of. I thought nicotine yeah, was going to be tough to enough. quit. So it is. Oh, I still crave it every day. It's yeah. the hardest thing I do every day. See, I was able to just stop. The nicotine didn't bother me. 
I don't know how I was able to stop. But you don't crave it? Like I yeah. stopped. I stopped cold turkey. No. But I still, especially like if I'm reading or watching a movie and they're smoking, I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. A, a movie when someone is just enjoying mm. the fuck out of a cigarette? Oh, my God. Well, maybe. maybe Blade dipping, Runner. I'm like, oh. Dipping might be a different tobacco mm. use, maybe. That's why. Because I've, I've never smoked. I've only dipped. So. But yeah, that was surprised at how easy that was to quit. But nice. Sweet. I'm all about a reset. Yeah. That's it. And then once I get in good shape, then I'm just gonna fucking get shit faced. No. It's a good cycle. You <laughs> reset. It's healthy. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. As long as you get the full three steps forward before you take the two back, you're making progress. That's right. That's right. What do you did were you guys talking about what you're drinking? What are you guys drinking? Uh scotch for me. Yeah, I got a bottle of bourbon here. Nice. Chose to both of you. It's good. It's a season. Yeah, the holidays. Yeah. The holidays is a weird time to pick to do this, but I think it was more just coming back from the sure. convention because yeah. I drank my ass off. At <laughs> I was like, yeah. I usually, like usually that week after, I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't touch it. But I didn't, I didn't have that this year because I didn't ever get, I didn't ever ever go overboard. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I I didn't I go overboard, it, but yeah. like <laughs> we all have our our labels. Yeah. It, 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 if I just I found it, if I just drink bourbon, then I'm okay. It's if I throw one beer in there, it, the whole thing goes haywire. But <laughs> <laughs> like, if if I have some rum, not so much. But if I just stay the course with one one kind of booze, I'll be okay. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. and, and generally, I'm not bothering anybody. Like when Monica's like, I think you've had to. I'm like, well, who am I bothering? Right. I'm like, just I'm, like, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm here on my couch. I'm watching Netflix on my couch. I'm not bothering anybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll see. I don't have where to be. I, I am starting to get a little concerned with the wife, though, because. Uh, you know, she's helping the oldest now get into college. That's her big thing. And then. Oh, um, Dave. Oh, no, Dave. Dave. So oh. She's, she's focused on that. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, what happens after this one goes to college? And then her the eye of Sauron turns towards me <laughs> sitting in my little corner of the couch. She's, she's building her project case now. <laughs> That's it. I used to joke about it. Now I'm very concerned. Yep. Yep. It'll be the project. Because she's always looking up scholarships, and she'll be like, oh, my gosh, there's this other scholarship. I'm like, do you think about anything else besides getting this kid in the car? Oh, my so, gosh. That one track. Like, fuck. So, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm praying. Godspeed. She's, my my yeah. oldest is going early, is applying early decision to Duke, and I'm praying she gets in because then it's over. <laughs> you know, right? And then I don't yeah, have to I hear mean, about it anymore. <laughs> It's it, until you have to pay and until she goes. But yeah, <laughs> but, but the the decision making process will be over. Which will oh, be I'm nice. not I'm not paying shit. So uh -oh. so it's going to be either financial aid or student loans. Hell yeah! Like like when they sit in the application, my wife's like, "It says here how much money are we going to contribute?" I'm like, uh, "That's zero dollars." So you can put <laughs> that in there. Yeah. That's, that's a good plan. I'm not, I, don't, I don't believe in giving false expectations for that's right. I'm gonna yeah, definitely that. Shit. Wise. I'm a poor pensioner. I can't afford to send my kids to college. I'm a retiree. It's a good word, pensioner. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we don't use that enough around here. 
It's because we don't have pensions. Yeah, no, that's that's part of the problem. <laughs> All right, Ross, care. Let, let's hear yeah, about man. this uh, Axis Empires action. You've been uh... Uh, so I, I was I was very very anti uh, Ultimate Edition because you played you long... played the original. We've played it twice at the con. Yep. Yeah, yep. no, I, like I, I absolutely, I, and I love it's it's top five. I don't know if I'd go PD number one, but definitely top five sandbox just uh, amazing amazing game but and i think you said it before too like the my favorite part about it is how it simplifies the air and the naval and just and puts it into the 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 drop the support challenge support role to see how long it takes for that shit to come back and the modifiers are are kind of factor in the the quality and and what's happening in the war so i was like ah, man do i really do I really want to get a new one? But and, and for I, everybody, this is uh, Decision Games, yeah. Axis Empires, uh, Totaler Krieg, and Dice yeah. Sensu, right? So yeah, and then they just they just came out with the big Ultimate Edition, which puts both of the game. It was two games before, right? So that, that's they put them both in one box, and then they added um, uh, the the part that I was skeptical about, which is like. Instead of of support counters being your ships and aircraft, they added like which were ab and they were abstract. Yeah, it was it was super abstract. Now it's like like you get the Bismarck, you right. get the Prince of Wales, you get the the Missouri. Like those are those are actual counters that you need to go manage and have fleets sailing around and doing shit. I haven't gotten too much into the rules of that. Yeah, um, I was I was concerned for the same reason. Yeah, but the the the. And, and, the dice a decision part though, like the the it's like basically setting up from the from World War One through the the twenties and thirties, what happens? Um, mm -hmm. That part just looks looks amazing. Just the the amount of stuff that it can take you through, and I was surprised because it came with like I think like ten or fifteen little overlays for the map. So like if Austria Hungary survives. World War One, like the right. Central Powers win, like you put a little overlay thing on the map that changes how the how the map is. If if you know the the Ottoman Empire survives and and has a whole bunch of stuff in in the Balkans, same same kind of thing. It, it changes like like physically changes how you do the map, and then it tells you what cards to take in and out, and gives you this like total sandbox of random shit where you can start. And that's like that's what I've been been reading. I only got it on on thursday when i got back from uh from florida and it's it's really cool and the like the production's amazing the map looks great yeah. um the books are good the books i mean the art looks really good it's all done in like this kind of uh you know propaganda like cartoon style like like recruiting poster style art uh yeah. the, car the card decks all look good the backs of the card decks are really nice um yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, I, I was the same way as you. I I thought like the ship thing was kind of like they were doing the the world in flames thing, where now it's ships in flames and they're gonna have more ships. And like I was like, yeah, I don't know if we need that. I mean, what I always liked about Tutala Craig and Dicenso and how they play together as Axis Empires is it's one of the few where I felt like the same rules worked for Tutala Craig as worked in the Pacific, like. 
too many games they do the western theater and then they're like okay we're gonna have like 42 special rules now for the how this can work yeah in the East, the it was made for one and then it just like tried yeah, to just yeah. drag it over into into the other one and it really it fit well with both you know yeah, I, and, and that's yeah and when you look at like uh, the dice of decision, I agree is also very cool. Like you've got some charts, uh, a couple D six rolls, and and you know maybe uh, you have the World War One, and then you have the results being the interwar years. Uh, so you can have a different civil war country maybe than Spain, or like you mentioned, you can have different minor countries. Um, but yeah, you're talking about a system that can set up. Uh, a World War II that's an alternate history one. This is something that a World at War tried to do, except they made two games with tons of counters that you had to learn all the rules to, uh, A Gathering Storm and Storm Over Asia, which I think costs like 85, 90 bucks a piece. I mean, here they put yeah, out no. this little book and some and a six-sided dice. You can do all the crap that a World at War's thing wants you to do with two full-size games. Well, be, and I mean, I, I guess some people do, but I don't want to play a game about the 20s and 30s. I just want to be able to have something different that happened land me in 1937 with something that's not. This is like fucking Franco, Stalin, and Hitler. Right. You know, like it, it's it's I, I can land in a totally different place, but I don't need to spend fucking you know 20 hours on each of those games to to get there. And you can end up with a Russia that's not communist or uh, a Germany oh, yeah. where the Kaiser's still in charge. Yeah, I think that's what uh, Paul ran through. He, he put uh, put a post up. He, he ran through, I think, the first um, the first set just for, for Totala Krieg. He got, he got out, like a Russian aircraft carrier and shit. It was, you know, just like crazy stuff happening but I, I think like germany was was totally moderate and like the the kaiser was still in charge but it was a it was it was like a stable democratic constitutional monarchy shit yeah, was... yeah the, the only downside of it is and they mentioned it i think in the dice decision is yeah you can end up rolling up a, a world where it's possible that the world war ii you're going to fight is not very balanced you know because suddenly things are different and different countries are on different sides or um, and so then they had like, maybe you could bid on countries. I mean, so I guess it's what you yeah. want. Like if you want to fight the vanilla World War II, you can. Or if you want to do this, just mix it up a little bit, you can do that also. Yeah. Well, like, like, and, like how much do you care about winning? Like the, the, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> right. Like what are anyone we in here? the guild who's played a game with me is like, all right, fuck it. I don't like it. If the, yeah. the, the dice came out that I'm, I'm sitting on like a shitty underpowered democratic Russia, um, but it, it's fun and it's a cool story. Awesome, let's do exactly. it. Yeah. You know, like it, like I get, they, they put the note in there about balance because of you know, like people fucking not nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the like the, you, you can go leave the boat for that. Um, but but I will I will stay on the boat and roll with whatever those dice give me. And I think it was two fifty. Is that what the price was? Two. I think it was like two. I, I don't. I I managed to to pick one up secondhand on the the facebook marketplace so um which which was which is cool um but yeah i think it's at the two it's 264 on on the decision yeah. game site now okay so they still got the pre-order price i think like mm -hmm. retail retail's retail's supposed 320. To be like 320 330 yeah 320 so that's a lot it's of funny now, money. That's a now, lot now, of fucking money. Now people are like, "Hey, I've, I'm offering this for sale. If you want to taller Craig and die sensor, it's like people are like, "No, that's not the hotness anymore. <laughs> no, that's that shit. 
they're still so I, I put on the like the Facebook marketplace. I, I put out a, like a hey, is anyone like anyone having buyer's remorse because people are starting to get them? Um, and like nobody knew that it was coming. They're like, is this an update to Totaler Krieg? Like, is this a is this the old Krieg system? Like, yeah, no, it's coming. Um, well, they obviously I, don't read their uh, Decision Games newsletter that they get right. every yeah, Christmas. Uh, yeah, sadly unsubscribed. But uh, it was, yeah, like I, I was on there when one of them came up, and I was like, yep, yeah, nope, I'll take that for you know. But but it's it's for what's there and the quality of the game and what I've played. It it's even if you don't do the 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 ships and plane stuff, it seems well well worth it. Well, and it's Although, optional, right? So that's what I I liked. Yeah. Because if I don't yeah. want to do it, I don't have to do it. So. Yep. It's good. Does, does that hurt your does that hurt your soul jason have we, have I, we... i'm not so <laughs> next year is going to be world war one for me so i think that is kind of helping because i know i'm going to spend a fuck ton of money on dumb world war two world war one shit that i don't need so some dumb world war two shit that i don't need is is i think far enough down that maybe I don't know. Maybe uh, in two I mean, years when I get the this, World this has War a whole II, module <laughs> about resolving World War One. <laughs> That's true. I'm, That's I'm true. just saying. But like I don't know. Some of that stuff to me, I really like the idea of that. That's really cool. Like if the does it change it enough that if the Central Powers won World War One, like would we have fought World War Two in the same way? Like is there enough change, or is it just like the countries that started are different? Are yeah, the, that. Okay. Yeah. The latter. So it's yeah. The, right. Yeah, you, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, like if Austria-Hungary survives, basically Austria-Hungary is a minor nation. Sure. And so, it, but it means you. And can, then what are they fighting about? Well, no, you can you can basically <laughs> conquer it. <laughs> then it's France being like, "Hey, fuck you guys." Well, and it's possible France will will come out and not be a Western ally. Sure. They'll yeah, be like neutral. Fr- yeah, that France could be communist, man. That's yeah. It's so, this close. Could so, be. The, so they they won't actively <laughs> participate. So. Yeah, so that's good. I think that's something people should be aware of. I'll um, eventually get it because to me, there's something about that big uh, sandbox. I think is a great term for it that is really kind of pulling me in lately. That is is like Dave said. I have big boy pants on now. Like it's very it's very different for me to to want that kind of experience. Well, the cool thing about it too, Jason, is for that actual system is you know some of these games you set them up and you're like, okay, now what? Like a World at War is definitely much where you set it up and you're like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do. Um, this one has because it has the cards. There's forks and decisions, and it gives you these decision paths where okay, I have this card. I play this card. That means that card's available. If I play this card, then I have to remove these two other cards. And so as you're making decisions, you know, your options are changing. And so it yeah, does kind of guide you where you. And it's, it's, yeah, and it's super explicit when like, when you have the, like the three cards and you know, two of them are going away. Like, all right, I know what that means. Sure, and then, right. and then down, down the path, there's like, all right, if I did this, these other four cards go away, but these other three cards open up. So like, it, it really, it lets you kind of craft that story ahead without having to, like I like said, like a world at war. It, it's not that explicit. Like it probably most of the same stuff could happen, but it's not a, there's not a clean not way to yeah. get there. Exactly. And if I remember correctly, usually you have your current card and you've already placed your, your next card down. Yeah. So you, you have your, so you, have you your can't, card you in. can't change gears and be like, well, I'm going to do something different. You've already committed yourself to some extent to what's coming up. Sure. So yep. a card might come up and you're like, fuck, that's not the right card. 
based on what my opponent <laughs> just played. And having it all in one box and that, that I think, yeah, the dice up decision, I, it's super cool. I'll, I'll probably eventually pick it up, but it's just today is not that day. Yeah. Instead, yeah. Ross, I, I bought Paths of Glory. That's that's just, a, just uh, so I had I had. <laughs> oh, you, you talked about I mean, it earlier. I was like, "Fuck, I, I don't have I had, glory." That's a must buy. That's a must buy had, now. So so, uh, I had totally sworn off the path system. I I played a bunch uh, with, with Tyler years ago. I only have the first. The only one I've ever played is the first one. Yeah, so so I played that a few times, and it's you know the the, the classic like, oh my gosh, the supply rules. You you totally get. You know, you can totally get fucked if you don't know what you're doing. And then we tried Pursuit of Glory. I had it. I was like, oh, this looks so cool. And there was just like, you're down to sub rule 16. I'm like, like this unit has camels. What the hell is going on? Like, it it just, uh, I lost it for the series there. And then Big Deal texted me or like, he shot me a message. He was like, hey, you know, I'm looking for, for stuff at the con. I'd kept my, my, um, I kept my dance card pretty open, and he was like, "How about Pass of Glory?" I'm like, "All right, sure, why not?" I I still had the you know the the, the original copy, so we brought that and and like playing it face to face, it was I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, <laughs> now, okay, now, now I'm I'm back, okay, I get it." Um, it's a cool game. So, I've always liked it. Like like the idea that you have the different war decks you know you're trying to kind of upgrade your deck trying to gear up they try to model like you're trying to gear up your mobilization a little bit yeah and and it's not early war to like mid-war to late war yeah and not to, not to go to um whatever that other podcast was but like the like the card tension is really like because I'm, I'm playing a game with paul right now and on vast and i'm like the fuck am i gonna do like mm-hmm. every card is like oh my god what what do i do with this there's, there's like four different things I have to do. I don't know which one to do. And, and you just have to, to, to roll with it. And it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. That is a good game. Nice. Yeah. One that I'm getting back into is Imperial struggle too. Um, Interesting. So that's one I'm, I'm trying to get it started now with uh, all good again, uh, but we're going to do it play by email because the one thing about the game is, Man, you puzzle over what you want to do quite a bit, and, <laughs> and the and the the because the values of different areas can be kind of randomized. You never know, like you might have really made made big achievements in a certain area of the world, as France or England, and then suddenly it becomes where no one's interested in whatever that that area produces yeah. anymore. You know, you're yeah, like, fuck, Shit. fuck your fish, Dave. Fuck your fish. So, so, <laughs> so it really is about uh, less I'm having a strategy that's, that's going to well. Oh yeah, I agree. Like, but it's less about um, like having a strategy that's going to win every time, and more about being able to react and respond to the way the markets are going and the way you know life is just taking you in this game. So, there, so I noticed when we would play, we used to play live on Vassal, like in the afternoons. And uh, but the problem is, it takes a while because man, you really have to think about what you want to do. So I was like, it's perfect for for. Uh, like just doing log files and playing by email because then you can take all the time you want to decide where you want to place control over that island in the caribbean and then just send it off to your buddy to to put it down so we're going to try that nice yeah, i i gotta learn it first that's what I'm, I'm trying to set up with uh with craig yes. um because like i i feel like i need to play 
a game or half a game live to know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. And, right. and, and then I'll be able to do that. It's perfect for log files, but like we, we tried to start and I, I sent him back a log file. I had like five mistakes. That <laughs> <laughs> like now it's the worst. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's, so well, we're it's, just it's, gonna, we'll, it's we'll got a, a lot of, it's go got for. a lot of unusual things like where you're picking the tiles and that tells you how, what you can do. And then there's restrictions on what you can spend those values on and why, you know, it's something where you kind of need to really carefully walk through each move. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool though, because you're kind of like, it leaves you kind of like, Oh, now I understand why Haiti was important. Or now I understand why Puerto Rico was important to the Caribbean or sure. these, or they built these forts up in Canada or, or in India, why there was all this fighting in these areas of India. Cause yeah, so it's just, and even in Europe, it's very clear. Okay. The certain countries are easier to get as allies and uh, naval power is important. It's just, it's, I think very interesting. So kind of opens your eyes and it does those four war periods. You basically fight like four wars uh, during it. So it'll be cool to get that going again. And Chris and I are still doing strike of the Eagle. He wants to play more of that, so we're playing more of that on Vessel. Jonathan Vessel. Nice. Yeah. And then Pete and I are doing ASL again, so we're getting back into ASL. Are you doing the Hassel stuff? Oh, we gosh. are. We're doing Festung Budapest. Nice. I just, so I have two Soviet infantry companies that are trying to pile in to Budapest while he's shooting the shit out of me from behind some raised cog railway or something some tram railway or something like that and budapest is cool because they have like tennis courts and all sorts of different areas of the city that are modeled on the map and um, it's, it's kind of like getting back into that game asl's now gotten to a point where they are recreating every single theater in world war ii from finland to uh, france normandy to the pacific to italy to north africa to the eastern front they do it all um but when you pick an actual period, like we, we do Eastern Front, it actually makes it a lot easier to kind of figure out to play. Like I couldn't go play the Italians because I don't really know. But if I play the Soviets all the time, then I learn, okay, I can't deploy my guys. Oh, interesting. Uh, my T-34s have stronger turrets, so I should probably be hull down more often. You start to learn more about – I, I recommend taking a – finding a partner to play, deciding which – nationalities you want to play and just sticking with those for a while just playing the shit out of those because otherwise there's a ton of other rules like oh now i'm the americans well they have different rules or you know there's different things that that they do so but we're enjoying it so yeah pd was talking to matt at the con about hassle and like we're gonna get started oh and yeah matt and i have we've been trying to do like a monthly game and i told him like I need to focus a little bit, a little bit. Like my brain doesn't work being like all over the place, trying to learn a new game every month. I said, so like next year, let's learn like two games. You pick a game, I'll pick a game and we'll like switch or do whatever. So I think we're going to do fear, God and dreadnought. We're going to do some like world war one naval shit. And then probably like something like paths of glory. And then he was like, but if we do this, like I get to pick <laughs> something next year. And I think ASL is at the top of his list, so we might get into some some hassle starter kit stuff. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's a lot, but yeah, it's if, a you, lot. if you do, but yeah. like you said, if no, you do, the, if you do this, if you do the starter kit, that's not bad at all, right? Like that that'll get you in. But yeah, make it happen. 
So yeah, I'll I'll report back eventually. That'll be fucking ten years from now. Plus, plus they've even got the starter kit uh, hassle decision at Elst. Right, that's the one. That's the one he was talking about. That's right. Yeah, only like four hundred dollars, and you're in. <laughs> uh, I think Matt has it. There you go. I mean, yeah, I would price was, say prices averted. I was going to say I, I would <laughs> not buy any of this. Show. I would have loaned my copy to you if you guys had to play it, but because I haven't played Decision and Elst in a while. But you guys would play it online, probably. Oh, that's not a bad idea. So, but yeah, so that's it, man. We're kind of trying love to it. get back into the ASL stuff. Yeah, so, that's good shit. So that's that's the day we all know and love. Yeah, that's that the, the the I dare not tread. <laughs> But, but like, you know, I like, and they've got the little booklet and we've got our rats charts that we go through, but I've got the still, I love going through the big binder. So I'm on the couch looking through the binder. Monica's like, what are you doing now? Are you like, <laughs> she's like, are you like studying for a test or something? Like, I've got this giant binder on my lap and I'm checking the rat charts to make sure I have the modifiers right. Or Because the thing about ASL is, <laughs> ASL's problem is it tries to recreate reality and it does it really well. So like, if you have a demo charge and you're two stories above the guy, yeah, it's easy to drop the demo charge on them. But if you're below the guy on the street and you want to throw it up into the window, you can only throw They have rules on how high you can throw it, you know, like, but it makes sense. Like, are, are we, are, are we going back to the ASL minute? You know, I, my point is, my point Eventually, is, that yes. it's, uh, it's kind of like, because they model a lot of times you can just say, how would this work in real life? And if we have a rules question that, and we can't find the answer, that's what we'll say. And almost always we're correct because it's just, if you just say, well, let me go stand behind this hedge and I'll see if Pete can see me from that hill, then that's usually the answer in the game too. <laughs> nice. Crusoe's Planet. Talk to me about it. Oh, fuck. oh where, yeah, where do you even start? Uh, the the dueling speeches is a great place to start. <laughs> yeah, so, so I Cru saw that. Cru right. Yeah, Crusoe's Planet is it's this weird little game that was sold in an envelope with like construction paper components, and it's it's basically like an economic or governmental model. The premise of the game is you're ship shipwrecked on an island. You come across this robot whose name happens to be. Crusoe, which is a, a an acronym for something, um, and he basically tells you like you know you're the like fifteenth ship to crash land on this planet, and, and here's some rules that he's going to help govern for for stuff. And so you basically, as a group, decide which kind of government you're going to be. Um, and Gersh, I think, decided I, I can't remember what the name of what we were is. Um, we were like a we had a, a constitution basically. Um, and so, yeah, like the first turn we got to decide, we had to vote a president in, uh, so we got to give speeches, uh, and then the, the group voted and then like mayhem ensued, um, because basically it's every round you, like the least interesting part of the game is you, you roll dice and you kind of walk down these paths and collect resources, um, Gersh and I discovered after the fact, we both reread the rules. Um, we collected too many resources. Each spot you go to, you can collect one resource from that space. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. That, and if that's, two people, that's very different. We would have died. Yeah. Which I, it was super fun playing the way we did, but next time we'll, we'll play it right. And, um, and, and what are the resources? So the resources are like fish, fruit, 
uh, fish, eggs, fruit, different kinds of fruit, um, because you need to eat. There's water because you need to drink water. Um, and then there's radio signals because the ultimate goal is for anybody to win, we have to get off of the planet. So you're collecting radio signals to kind of broadcast out um, and hopefully get, get rescued on. Um, and then once you're done collecting resources, if you get to the end, each turn that you're not collecting something, you collect leisure and you spend leisure to do political stuff. Um, to make speeches, to to try to change the government, or just to collect victory points. So, uh, so how many players were in the game that you played? Oh, too many. I had, yeah, I think we had ten. <laughs> ten. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it was it was yeah. it was nine or ten. So each of the ten guys goes out, spreads out on the island to go try to get resources. Yep. Yep. And yep. then they go out and grab their stuff, and what they come back with their stuff. They come back with their stuff um and then there's a market phase where we can barter with our goods um and there's that's kind of where part of the government comes in we had kind of a free market to where you could uh, well we started with a free market um, <laughs> um and you, you can basically like the the government or economy will come into play here where like if you have a tribal communism everybody puts their collective goods into the middle and then everybody gets what they need before anybody else gets anything else okay right? with our free market you could kind of barter and, and people could, could kind of do different stuff because you need protein you need fish or i mean you need fruit and you need water you want like a lot of food and different types of food um, or else you become hungry or starving. So you, or need, a you need a variety. A variety. Yeah. You have to have yeah. water, or you're dying of thirst. Um, and and so we basically like round two. We're like okay, we have enough water, one yeah, for every person in the game. So we, we're going to socialize was water. Literally, exactly. There, there was I think ten players and yeah. ten water that you could possibly get. So we we socialize. <laughs> we socialize water real quick. Um, we ended up with uh, a uh, a Supreme Court to interpret the Constitution because it was a little vague. Um, you could propose amendments and, to the Constitution, and the, the, and the Supreme Court, most importantly, could never be president. <laughs> that's that's how they how they got their roles. And how many of them were there? Three. There were three. There three. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So John. Uh, kind of judoed his political rivals into the Supreme Court, which was brilliant. Um, so Rex, um, me, and um, Gersh ended up being on the Supreme Court. So we could never be president. So then there's seven people. So then there's seven people who can be president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like, I, was, I was right next to John, and, and one of the other resources you can collect, super important, is pointy sticks. Oh, that's right. I yes. about that. <laughs> you can't forget about the pointy sticks because the guys on the other end of the table were getting way too many gems, which are pure victory points, do nothing for everybody else, and pointy sticks. And clearly something had to be done about the guys over on the other end of the table with pointy sticks. And they gems. were amassing arms and wealth. And now is they, this is this just based on, like, could everyone go to the area where the gems are and get the gems? Yeah, the, it, the, it, the more people who go the the harder it becomes to get stuff from it right oh i see okay so if too many people search the gem area you're less likely there's to find gems chances, right yeah there's, there's fewer there and and you also get like if you go on the same path you get better at it 
So you can, because it's it's like you just roll and you go that many spaces down the path. Okay, so but, people like but, specialize. Yeah, but but if you get really good at it, you can go like add one or subtract one from your dice. Right. So like if you get to the spot that didn't have the water, but there's water one before, you can go back or, you know, and then the more times you do that, the more you can modify your dice. So if you get specialized on one particular track, you can be more useful. And so when you're moving, you're moving randomly based on a die roll? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Down the track you've chosen. I see. Yeah. It, it desperately needs a better track because it's all like the map is all like windy and you can't tell exactly where you're going. But right. maybe that's, that's all a, intentional. That's, that's all that's, yeah. by design. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you're not supposed to be drunk while you're playing. Right. That's, a, that's right. You're like, this track is really blurry. And the the re, like the resources on the track are just outlines, so you can't really on beige paper. So it's very hard to see it. It's mm -hmm. Like, is that two? <laughs> no, yeah. that's just one. So you have point, you have pointy sticks, gems. You have food and water. You have radio waves, mm -hmm. and that's I assume like radio yeah, components or something. Like you kind of build a radio. Yeah, no, it's like radio waves. So we're trying to basically broadcast, and oh. and then like we're collecting the the time basically on the radio is i think is kind oh. of how it's abstracted I see. and so then at the end of the turn we roll and see which band is being monitored there's military civilian and top 40 radio and um like the one that's easiest to collect is the one that's most less most least likely to to be monitored by the rescuers right Got it. so it's, it's yep. harder uh, to be rescued but to yeah. win we have to be whoever's surviving has to be rescued, and then so, whoever so, has been rescued yeah. with the most points. And, and wins, which was why we. And Jesse took one for the team, and he just kept going down that track. And we we created a law to make sure he had minimum sustenance to keep going down that track every time for the radio, for the radio, and 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 that was that was great until the the, the big coup when the guys with the other pointy sticks needed. <laughs> They had to, to go. Purge. They had to yeah. go. They, they had to go. Uh, but Jesse sided with them, sadly, and and he was uh, like he was on the wrong side of the pointy sticks at that point. And it was uh... so how many how many pointy <laughs> sticks people were there? I think just two, and then yeah, it was it was uh, it was Roundhill and um, and Jonathan and Jonathan. Yeah, they were they were on the other side, just kind of quietly collecting their their gems and and pointy sticks. They didn't have much to say, but you know. John and, and Jason and I kind of we 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 sussed out what was going on over there and yeah they had to go. But so, uh, so Jason was involved, but he's actually a member of the Supreme Court. Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. mean you can't participate in a coup. I didn't actively participate, but you know, there's some backing that happens and, and is, is it really yeah, so like, like whoever whoever's the president has like a whole bunch of extra dice when like choose violence. I don't know that, that that's not what it's called. It's like I think it I'm, is. I'm, is it is it called choose I, violence? I'm, I'm like going to go with choose violence. It's something like that. But like if if choose violence becomes an option, the president gets like five times the rolls or like some ridiculously larger amount of of advantage in rolls to to what happens to to those people. So once John was president, it was like. All right, now we can choose, but it's only if he's been in office twice in a row 
Like that he has the support of the people. So we had to make sure he was secure for the second time. (laughs) Then we could choose violence. (laughs) So so then you guys, what, ended up killing Roundhill and the pointy sticks people? Yeah, Yeah, we, we killed Roundhill... We didn't kill Gersh, right? We're like we we let Gersh go, but he was yeah, Gersh tried to play neutral. Yeah, he tried to play neutral, but we, we we told him he could only have like sustenance and he had to give everything else he gathered back to other people. Like I said, it's fucking Lord of the Flies. It was now great. now so when you say you told them, does that mean you're passing laws that basically say this is how things work? Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah. Yeah, so we got rid of the you know, the problem people and then Passing laws becomes a little bit easier because there's fewer people voting. So, so how how did it all yeah. how did it all end up? Did you guys escape? We we, we ended up getting rescued. We got rescued on the very last yeah. turn, and Rex ended up sitting in his judicial corner with the most points. Yeah, he had so diamonds. technically Rex was the winner. He, he had the most uh, the most diamonds and the most leisure. Actually, I think was what put him over the top. Oh, that's right. Oh, that sounds like a judge. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he, uh-huh. he nailed it. Story checks out. Yeah, no, he he played it perfectly. <laughs> so that's interesting. No, that's it good. was. I I will play that anytime. Yeah, John. that was that was. So, so did that it was, seem that was like, the highlight? For did me. it seem like most of the guys had played the game before? I, I think only Matt Gersh and I had played it before. We played it at the con, I don't know, five years ago. Well, just how, three yeah, how did John get the yeah. idea to, to make them Supreme Court justices so they couldn't run anymore for president? I, just I think came that, up with I that, think that was own? actually, that was Gersh's idea, I think. It was either Gersh or Matt. Uh, I think it was my idea to create idea. one because we, the, it was the, the, like our charter was a little vague. So I was like, hey, we need yeah. somebody to, to be able to, but then John just had this like political machination that was like, well, I'm going to get rid of my rivals through this. And it was just fucking brilliant. Nice. Yeah. No, it was, I, I, I felt like I was the muscle because I was looking out for the point. A little bit. <laughs> and, and I was like, Hey, should I collect some more pointy sticks for you, boss? Okay. <laughs> Let's get some more pointy sticks. That's funny. And the pointy sticks, I guess, give you some bonus when you're going to roll to do. Yeah, violence. it's like either like an extra die or, or a plus to your die when you're when you're you know choosing violence. And there's a legitimate reason to have them too. Like there's some of the fish, you need spears to capture, um, but you can also use them to to choose violence. Yeah, because yeah, really, you could spear the fish. Yeah, they're totally they're totally for fishing. That's why yeah, we have them. exactly. <laughs> they're, yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's good. So it's. I think it's going to be a staple. And so we played. I it, I looked it up. It was 2017, um, and it was just three of us. And it's not a great three-player game, but we all kind of saw the spark of it. And we've been trying to play it since then. But like, I don't you, know. It's weird. You, and... you guys hadn't played since because I remember you guys playing that. That was that was the first con I went to. Yeah. And that that was. I remember like watching you guys play that for a minute. And that, that's the that's the last time it that's got played. The last time we played. Yeah. Ah shit! Yeah, <laughs> which is so wild. That, that so. is like, yeah, no, but I, 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 a con shall not go by without playing that again because that was fucking amazing. Well, it, it actually seems like having ten is probably a perfect number. 
It's supposed to play only up to eight. There there are some like tweaks you can do with ten, but I think yeah, I, I do think it's better with more players. I yeah. I wouldn't mind playing it with ten again, especially when we play with the right rules and there's right. fewer resources. People are gonna die pretty quickly. Because our game went really long. It 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 should be like a two hour game, not a I don't know, five hour game. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was well, it was worth it. However, it was worth, it, it. It was worth every yeah. minute. Yeah, but so that, that's my question too. So, like, if the resources become harder to get, yeah, so people will die, but also that's less people that will be able to go get resources. Exactly. Yeah. So the yep. idea is that can a person buy, can a person by themselves get enough resources technically to sustain them? No, probably not. not. And, and, and not if you want to get rescued at the right. same time. <laughs> can, can, and and that—that's the—that's the whole rub of the game. Is yeah. like because the track that gets you all those fucking musical right. notes gives you like no food, no water, no well, nothing. Then, well, it's then, like, my, my question would be: Then can ten people get? Ten paths get ten enough supplies to sustain ten people. Barely. <laughs> if, if apparently, if we do it the right way, it'll be very, it's very be tighter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's got to be like super efficient communism, which doesn't exist. Exactly. Which yeah, is an I, option. I, I guess when you see the person going to get the gems, that's the person who you're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Exactly. Like, we need you're water fucking and a server. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And he's got a pockets full of gems, and he's like, "No, I was not." What? Yeah, yeah. What? 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 You and have that, cake. Eat, eat your cake. Do they know? Do they know what you're bringing back? Like, yes. Does everyone know? Okay. Yeah, it's all open. Yeah, it's all open. So there's no hidden knowledge, or yeah. I wonder if maybe that's an option too. You just hidden resources. That would, that would be interesting. I don't know how you'd pull that off in like a tabletop, but yeah, you'd have to have an empire <laughs> or something. Yeah, that, that sounds like way more work. All right, interesting. Now, can you get more than one of something when you go? Like, could you bring back three water? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's if the whole like the one like yeah. If 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 you get enough water, that that's why we socialized it. So because you get more points if like zero water, you start dying. One water, you're okay. Two water, you get extra victory points. Mm -hmm. But we had exactly the right amount of water for. The number of people there so we made a law like on the second term that that water would be shared equally so nobody would have to you know like nobody would die trying to while someone else was was drinking more than their share of water. but but doesn't that fuck over the guys who are doing all the water gathering because then their job now is part of the socialized <laughs> well, but, system but, but what about the guy who's trying to get you rescued like he can't get any water like you're not getting off this fucking planet if, i know but, but this is the game the water guys have now become like, part of the system. No, they've worked this so is, hard for this water. Is why, they, this is why you have to play next time. That's funny. This is why you need to be in. So, yeah, that's funny. So no, I, I thought work. it looked interesting. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, no, I hung in the back and listened and just cheered and hissed at certain speeches. I acted like a member yeah. of the mob. Yeah, you know, we had the mountain over on the side with you and Duck, and it was yeah. loud. It was great. <laughs> yeah, put a lot of hissing and booze. So some of the some of the government types are Athenian democracy, dictatorship, representative democracy, bureaucracy, constitutional hybrid, and there's advanced scenarios of national capitalism, well welfare capitalism, class warfare capitalism, state capitalism, market socialism, government socialism, and centralized communism. Now, do those variants just basically give you an existing structure that you start with? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And you can always change it or make tweaks by doing. You spend leisure to to like do politics basically right so it's it's super cool it gives you this great framework that that you start from you kind of all decide on it there's some 
there's some like darker modules. It gets pretty like kind of fucked up. <laughs> is there <laughs> but, is there cannibalism? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but there's like seems like a very for... temporary solution, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if the guy's already dead, like it's like yeah. It's, well, that I mean, the yeah, food's right there. Exactly. It's laying right there. That's protein. So, Jason, on the Richmond, what you guys playing on the Richmond? Uh, we played um, the seven days. Okay, nice. Um, and we did our four player rules, which uh, basically during the between turns you can talk freely, but during the actual activation turns. Um, teammates cannot talk. Um, if they want to communicate, they can send notes back and forth. Um, the other team can then roll a die to try to intercept um, the note. And if they intercept it, they can read it and then set, send it on if they want to or keep it, um, mm -hmm. which we made a lot of hay out of. We sent some very silly notes early on of you know send nudes and um, can other. Can you replace it with a different note and send it? No, so we talked about that. Like, how how do we get a little bit more detailed there? Or you know, like, yeah, there's there's two notes, and what do they capture? And we we didn't we didn't get that get that far. But um, it I don't know. I it, it, I <laughs> my my gut tells me I want to play different stuff every time, mm -hmm. every con. But I could I could just play GCACW every now, year. You, you you played Union. Uh, I think I was on the Confederates, actually. So you like Johnston? Um, or was Lee? Were you guys already there with Lee? Uh, Lee, it was Lee had just come up. Um, okay. So yeah, I think I was Lee. I can't remember who who Kyle and Carl ended up being from a command because we kind of split commands up. Um, but yeah, it's I love playing it four player because you get even more of that. Like one of my favorite things of the game is the kind of friction of not knowing who's going to go next and and how far you're going to get to move and all of those kind of things and then having another player play half of the pieces on the table sure. is is just adds to that which which I really like. Um, you're I don't just know. like you're like, dude, what are you? Oh, doing? why the fuck? Or yeah, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. That's yeah. that's duck to me. What? The, why are you not attacking? Well, you told me not to attack the whole time. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's it, it was super fun. Um, I like what's in that box. I I haven't played much out of it. Um, you know the the discussion around what they're doing at MMP with these kind of big boxes now. If it's two hundred bucks and there's three games in it, that's yeah, you right. know That's that's still kind of a yeah, steal. That is, that, that is a bargain for me. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of game. There's a lot, there's of, a game lot of game boxes. in there. It's so fun it's so playable it's good solo i mean it's not as good solo but it's very playable it's it's pretty good solo i mean it's it's one of the better solos sure that's that's the only way i've played it and okay and not as much as i would like to but that's I well just because you have the variable movement and the yep. variable activations so it's yep. like kind of like the dice trick you like you're like okay and then i'm gonna do the flank move and then, I'm gonna sit, and then you're like oh i don't get initiative for the next three turns <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so and and they do a good job in each module of you know kind of making rules kind of tailored to the situation. Yeah. Um, you know, Lee's better um, in in certain modules, certain battles. You know, yes. he, in this one, he's he's pretty good, but he's not as good as he can get. I think. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's just such a blast. I I I really like playing it four player too. It there it just adds that extra little that extra little piece. Yeah, and even the historical uh, summaries they do are really good. Really good. I yeah. mean, they do really nice historical layouts of, of the situation and. I think definitely like when you look at these maps that they do, you can like, you could like read a book on the period and be like, you could actually move the guys along mm -hmm. and kind of figure it out. And I think I, Doug I, said I he did that. I have done that with the Civil yeah. War podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> nice. It. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's right there. Yeah. I think Duck said he did it with the Sears Richmond book. Like, and he was like, not, maybe not moving pieces, but looking at the maps and like, yeah, because oh, okay, that see. especially that campaign can be very confusing about what's going on. You know, where like McClellan's trying to like switch his line of communications from one river yep, to yep. another river. You know, and that's so what this was. Like, yeah, they they get a chance to move camp um, or base or whatever to the James or, or something like that or back or yeah, that's cool. And the, the Union has gunboats. I mean, that's all yep. all cool. Yeah, it was so, like how many how many could you get doing that? effectively like i know you said it was it was good with four like the, there's like six or eight or is that like too too many at that point? i don't know that uh six might work if it's a bigger like if there's more pieces right because we were playing a pretty pretty yeah, like small scenario road, in the roads, campaign maybe roads to gettysburg i could see maybe sure like five or six because you have maybe a, a flanking force that's going to go do some raiding and, but the worry is you're going to have players sitting around not doing anything for a while yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, you know, because yeah. only one guy's active at any point of time, unless you can, unless you want to split it into different areas. Uh, and you guys were using different markers. You guys had those see-through transparent markers for yeah, fatigue. For fatigue, yeah, just because it's that—that's the one pain point. It's always kind of hard to see. Yeah, and, and for me, quick play. I just put the considering that a command generally for me will have the same fatigue for multiple units. I, a lot of times we'll just put the fatigue marker in their vicinity. Like next to it or, yeah. And just assume all these guys are going to be, we're next to the commander and I'm like, they all have the same fatigue. And we, we had enough of that where they weren't because yeah. like so many in, in the, what we were playing, so many started in fort and all that shit. So yeah, well, on, on, the Richmond, and... on the Richmonds is going to be like, especially seven days is going to be kind of packed. It was, it was pretty packed. We, we got pretty mobile relatively early. I think we played about half of the scenario, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, so we made a you know, pretty good clip in like five or six hours, I think. Yeah, um, but yeah, what all of those little like play improvements, I think, I think do help. But it's I don't know it's it's how, how it's did, my favorite. Did you play with the, like the the side sheet that kept the like the force marker sheet? Yeah, the, the, the not the force markers, but the like had each has each leader on it with the oh yeah like yeah. everything but the fatigue on it. We didn't. That probably would have helped. Um, I don't think the cards are made for this yet. I think Duck was saying he looked for it, but but they weren't they weren't ready, or at least they weren't on MMP site. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever used those. I've seen them. I like. I always download them when they when they put them up. Nice. They're handy, like the little things they used at uh in that B BCS game, the the Israeli game. Yeah, keep the Valley of Valley the, of Tears. Valley of Tears. Yeah. I don't think it was massive. I, I don't know that that they got like more than a mile off the Suez Canal, but that looked really cool. <laughs> they had it set up. Yeah, and that was, that was kind of weird. Like when I went over there, I'm like, like this, this, 
these little outposts were taken in like no time at all by the Egyptian army. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it, it's. I, I don't know about the pacing. They seem to be having a good time. So that's right. That's all that matters. Oh, one other buy I made too. I sold off some games, but of course, in true guild fashion, I sold three games and bought three games. I picked them up at the convention from Jones. <laughs> I got a uh, Adobe Walls, Rosebud Creek, and Little Bighorn. Oh, nice! By, all by Legion nice. Games. So we'll see if they're good. I never played. I, I, I sold the whole box in the East, East set to Paul, and he left it at the con. He was so. Oh, he did he a, really? Yeah, he just, he left it. Yeah. He's the best. He's like, I'm assuming John took it home for yeah. him. Yeah, you know, like the PayPal cleared. So hey, cool. He, he's thinking, <laughs> what the fuck was I thinking? I want to get this home. Yeah, did he fly? He might have flown. <laughs> As, I don't know. As, as the, like that's the third time I've sold that series. So I, I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> Why do you keep buying it? I because. It, Kev talks to you it, it looks like a thing that I really, really want. And every time I get it, I just Oh, oh I thought yeah, I, I thought I thought you were gonna say you've sold it to Frenchie more than once. <laughs> like you have like a like a cord attached to it and you just pull it back from under the table after you... <laughs> <laughs> like I'll never the, know. The, the, the trick quarter from the vending machine just pull <laughs> it right back up. Yeah, I mean I'm looking I have gotten to the point, like with the GMT sale coming out, I was like, "Oh man, all these great deals I can get." I was like, "No, I'm not going to buy anything." I didn't buy anything. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I got Triumph and Tragedy because I got rid of my old copy, and the newest one was on sale, and like a hundred and ten dollar game for fifty five seemed like a good idea. Oh yeah, no, they're great deals, but I'm just like, I gotta stop at some point. Where you, you know. I'm just looking at my shelf now. Uh, like Border Reavers? I should play that game. That game looks really cool. I've not played that one. It's a table hog. Oh, is it? Yeah, I set it up. I played a couple turns. It's interesting. Um, I'm not sure about the solo game. I would like to... I, I, I think that would be a good con game. Um, that plays a six, right? Yeah. That, that would be a good con game. We should do that. Yeah, I think that would be a blast. It's funny. I, I went to a guy's house... I, I met this guy. He does a podcast, like a Eurogame podcast. Um, and he, he, we kind of hit it off. And he was like, hey, I'm having some people over today. You want to come play games? So we went over and played a Eurogame, whatever. Um, did, he, did he have a veggie tray? He, d- he didn't. Okay. He, uh, he did have... Uh, uh, <laughs> he did have beer and I brought whiskey. So we, we made our own fun. Um, but we were talking toward the end and just talking about like you know unplayed games and whatever and i i made some comment he was like how many unplayed games do you have i was like i don't know like a hundred and he was like what? are you fucking kidding me he said i have two like how the f- who are you what what <laughs> are you yeah. he was like I don't, I don't buy that many games like you have all the bullshit that's on like bgg hotness you buy more games than i do yeah, but are are Euro games less of a commitment than war games? I think so. Like war I think games that's are, probably part of it. Like, yeah. like I'm looking like, up. I'm you looking play up it at, once, and it's like, yeah. I've got okay. seas of thunder up there, just staring at me. I'm not going <laughs> to play that game. But that game is crazy. That game just looks. You're not. Crazy. You're not going. You're not going to clip two thousand counters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, and and we need it all. And they're but coming sometimes... out with more Fields of Fire stuff. I mean, I'm fucking retired. I don't even have an excuse <laughs> to not be playing these games. I know, that's my retirement game. Yeah. Fields of Fire is great. Yeah. 
That's so I was like fucking two. Well, I can finally get rid of this <laughs> Axis Empire's dice sensor box. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have more than two train games I haven't played. Like front towards uh, enemy. Like that's not getting played. Uh, you, you, oh, it should be. Yeah, but that's a good game. A victory denied. Uh. Yeah, I, I gave that one up. A victory loss is good. The rest, I don't really like the rest of them. Yeah. Denied wasn't bad. After that, they just... I don't know why they kept trying to call it a series. <laughs> I did bring Space Corp, but we never played it. You know what else got played at the con this year? What? Was fucking Liberty Roads. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yes, it did. That. I always love seeing that on the table. It's so good. Such a good game. Yeah, I think Kev was... Uh, Kev Sharp was playing in the game uh, This Hallowed Ground. Didn't they do the... No, they did the last chance for victory. Um, that's what I mean. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, it was the uh, the, the Gettysburg uh, the line of battle game. Line of battle one. Yeah, that looked. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they 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 almost made it to uh, noon on the second day of Gettysburg. That's a pretty good pace. Yeah, no. That's oh, a big. That's, just, a, that, a, that's that's one level one like. One I think level that's my problem down too. too far for me. Yeah, I have two of those games. Like, yeah, but the the combat system is really good. The rules, the order system is a little bit hard to deal with. Uh, my oh, by the way, uh, Devil Pig Games that makes Heroes of Normandy appears to be dead. I saw that. So hopefully, so I'm not going to be tempted to buy any more stuff from them. Is Lock and Load is, dead is, too? Is, or is, is, is that official? Uh, I don't think that's official. Um, now. Yeah, that- <laughs> There, I, I choose not to speculate. Source subject. Yeah, there, there is, I mean, there's smoke. Normally, <laughs> no, normally, there's when there's smoke, you know, it's there could be anything about that. Yeah. Uh, but it, with war gaming companies, where there's smoke, there's usually a, a fully engulfed <laughs> five alarm fine. house fire. Like it could be anything. It's usually yeah. an industrial Who fire. They're just they're, at a chemical a plant. Yeah. Um, but in, apparently the owner says, David Heath has said, there's not a problem. It's just a coincidence. But I guess three of their Kickstarter games right now are, are delayed. Interesting. So, uh, luckily, the, the downside is the one is the one I, Glory and Empire, hmm. which oh, I was hoping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you using one Kickstarter to fund the next one to fund the next one? Your, your title was much superior. Oh, yeah. Was there a strip of ribbon or something? Uh, what was it? A little, a small a piece, little of, piece of ribbon, colored yeah. ribbon, a piece of colored ribbon, piece of colored ribbon, piece of colored ribbon. There you go. It's still better. Yeah, because we just call it APCR. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, but the big thing is they have the, uh, you know, one of their big lock and load games is is also caught up in this. One of their World War Three ones. So. Oh. And uh, I, I, I heard, heck? I heard it was a problem with the the printers over in China. There's some issue. I'm sure um, that's what it is. But then the guys also sold his house, and there's all sorts of issues. So people start getting worried about it. the The bottom line is people are given a lot of money for these games, so there is some kind of trust factor that comes in when uh, you're paying in advance for games. Yeah. You know, that's kind of an unusual thing. So was there you know, was there something bad with Double Pig, or did they just kind of go under? Well, they had, they had previously had a problem with Kickstarters, which they had supposedly been bailed out on, and now they just shit the bed on a Kickstarter big time, and they're done. They're like going. They might get prosecuted in France. I can make Ooh, like how I can wow. well, that, that takes work. I can I can make a, a vague uh, 
assertions sure. about what's going on with them because they're in France. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, speculate away. That's right. But but I have heard that it's in the courts. Like that's more a more wow. serious issue. Like the guy who came in and bailed out the company initially from their previous Kickstarter problem. Now there's more problems. So. And again, it's a Kickstarter deal. So sure. So that's my point. Once you see problems with these things, yeah. they usually. Companies generally don't write themselves because they don't have they <laughs> don't have tons works, of so. they don't have tons of cash reserves. They don't have outside investors who are going to come in and mm -hmm. rescue them. Uh, they generally die because the actual value of the company is very little, you know. So no one's interested in the assets. So I mean, and I think one of the problems, and this is not a reflection on the guy. I don't know David Heath very well, but you know, I guess he was selling his house, and when you looked at uh, some paperwork that I had seen that's online, one of the big selling points for his house was he was saying that it was needed for uh, for temperature control to store product and stuff. Like he was, I think the argument was that it so was kind of- So the warehouse is in his house. Right, kind of part of the house. <laughs> and now you're selling the house. So, so I'm like, are you buying a warehouse? Like, like, so now where's that product gonna go? I know, yeah, so it's just, but I mean, you know, obviously I hope everything works out. I don't want- oh, 100%, yeah. Especially since I want that goddamn game and I paid for yeah. it, so. Yeah, um, uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, but yeah, the lock and load. I always like lock and load. Like they've done some questionable things, but I don't know. More companies I, in the space is good. They were yeah, more no, I, fun, I, I think, I, when Mark Walker was in charge of them. Sure, um, that was kind of a fun period where we could yeah. kind of make fun of Mark. <laughs> any, um, any, any, any anytime werewolves were glistening on top of M60s, <laughs> yeah. it was good. It's good. Yeah, everybody wins. But David Heath has been in charge of them for a while, and things seem to be going well. You know, sometimes. I guess maybe a company could make a mistake or there could be an issue that comes up that could conceivably back up two or three major projects at the same time. Sure. Um, There's not a lot of margin for And the market, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the problem too when you're relying on people that are in a foreign country uh, to do work for you. So MMP doesn't have that problem, but you're paying a lot more for games from MMP. It's worth it though. Yeah, word. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so that's that thing. So we'll see what's going on with that. But yeah, so that's it. So my Heroes of Normandy game. I mean, they they made some cool stuff. I did get Heroes of Stalingrad too, so I have that one. Uh, but yeah, I look around at my shelf, and there's needs a little bit of love. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm sure we all. I, I am interested though that Space Empires is on BGA. That's it. That's an interesting development. I did not know that. Yeah, I I, I saw that the other day. We should. Uh... We should look into that because Space yep. Empires, I have the whole the whole set in the basement. And I want to get into that. Yeah, you definitely need the expansions for that one to make it fun. Uh, I got Twilight Imperium 4th Edition, so I'm trying to see if I can get my family to play that one. Nice. Apparently, that's coming to Board Game Arena, too. Oh, is it really? Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I don't know how it's going to work, but... Uh, Damn you. I know. Uh, Talon's on there, too, Dave. I know you like Talon. Oh, is Talon on BGA? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's funny because I did, I don't think I really participated as much when we played innovation, but when we're playing race for the galaxy, I am the guy who immediately logs on. It's like, what the fuck, Kelvin? Why is there still an hourglass in front of your guy? <laughs> Let's go. Discard your cards. How, I need how, to re read those rules. I'm like, I, how hard I is it to consume? Well. How hard is it to consume Kelvin? Just fucking consume. Talon is on BGA. Holy shit. I wouldn't lie. All right, guys. 
I lied. I didn't think you were lying. But... <laughs> Just have to check. <laughs> it was that happened. You know, I, I was incredulous. It my, wasn't, you know. My daughter's it, it, a pharmacy what? tech, and we were it, talking about like sleeping pills. And Aaron takes. I said how I described it is she takes a Tylenol. We buy this thing. It's Tylenol PM without the Tylenol, and she goes, "Oh, Benadryl." And I was like, "No, it's Tylenol PM without the Benadryl." And she goes, "The thing in." Tylenol PM <laughs> that makes you sleepy is Benadryl. And I was like, I kind of gave her the side eye. I was like, okay, I believe you. And then I immediately picked up my phone and she goes, dad, I like, I, this is, this is what I do for a living. That's right. That's like, right. I, I believe you. Job, I just need to check for myself and sure as shit. So that's that's, a, fucking, that's fucking a slippery slope. My uh, my sister-in-law is a, a pharmacy tech, or she was until she retired. And she would also, she would act like she was a doctor all the time. She'd be like, oh, no, you need to do this. So now Monica and I will always joke. We'll be like, oh, <laughs> so that person did surgery on you, but is he a pharmacy technician? Because if he's not, you know, it's like. Yeah, that's not my daughter, thankfully. She's not a blowhard. I mean, they basically put the pills in the bottles or do exactly they just, do they just go get the bag and bring the bag to the pharmacist and... no she she puts them in the in the bottle yeah, yeah. and they'll like mix shit yeah and say so do you need to talk to the pharmacist she's quitting though to go work with blind children blind huh. children god bless yeah she's got a job at a blind school oh wow yeah yeah she's 21 like i'm like fuck go live your life i don't i don't care yeah no that's story checks out yep no, a good try, thing try is you, you don't have to get as ready in the morning. You just go as you are. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's whiskey out of my nose. Oh, that was bad timing. I am so oh, that burned. I was I was like two inches from the lips. Oh, oh my man. god, man, sniper. <laughs> that was good, Dave. For the ladies, Fuck, Dave. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, that, that just doesn't come together by itself. Nope. Me, however, I roll out of bed. It's as good oh, as it's uh, gonna get. Oh my! Uh, yeah, I, I am. I'm out of fucks at work. So. <laughs> yeah, my my youngest uh, just got a boyfriend, so we're dealing with that now. Oh, how's that going? Oh, how's that? He's, he, he's actually a nice kid. Uh, he came up to we were at. The, he went to two of her dance performances and brought flowers both times. I was like, oh, geez, kid, you're Ooh. in trouble. So, so he he came up to me and he said. Hey, hey, how are you? He introduced himself. I'm like, hey, call me. I said, I'm like, she goes, hey, I'm uh, Xavier. Uh, we call him Javier at home. But, uh, <laughs> uh, of course you do. But I'm like, uh, he's uh, he's like, I'm Xavier. I said, hey, I'm Dave. And I'm like, and that's the last time you're ever going to hear that name. So you're not calling me Dave. <laughs> no, Just see that. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there. Yeah, nope, 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 nope. But he's a nice kid. He seems pretty nice. Good. And my daughter's yeah, my like very new to all this i had to go to her and i'm like do you know how to kiss a guy and she's like no i have no idea i don't know what i'm doing so i'm like okay i'm gonna show you on my arm <laughs> wait, 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 wait what that's monica's so, job so yeah, I know, seriously I, know. I told monica i said she doesn't know i don't think she knows how to kiss monica's like oh well i'm like good I said, you got to go, you got to go teach her. But uh, so I gave Monica like two days to do it. And then I went down there and asked her and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing. What if he wants a kiss? So then I go, okay. And so this is how you do a smooch or like you do like a little bit longer kiss. I'm showing her on my arm. And then I go, I go, or like you could use your tongue. Like if you're going to really kiss. <laughs> so she goes, she goes like this and she does it with her tongue. She goes, a little, 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 little
And I'm like, no, no, yes. that's like yes, kissing like a that. lizard. That's like, <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> I said, never have not, a boyfriend again. I said, do, do not do it like a lizard. <laughs> no. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, thank God I told uh, her because like two days later she got her first kiss. So everybody at school would be talking about that. Oh, yeah, you that saved, would be. You saved that poor little boy. She's, she's like, he never <sighs> called me back. <laughs> But yeah, so that's oh, so, so we're shit. dealing with that. But he's a nice kid. We know the family. He's new. Good. He's pretty like new, fresh, that kind of thing. So I, I had a scare with my thirteen-year-old. There were there were text messages, but Owen is apparently, as I found out, just one of the girls. Oh. So we're cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I was. Uh, I, I, there, there were questions. There, there was. Some text messages, but apparently he's the biggest Swifty in the in the crowd. Oh, that's so. funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, my my youngest daughter's fifteen, so she's you know she's a sophomore in high oh, school. So, wow. So she has been kind of like she's God like, bless. She's considered one of the goody yeah, two shoe girls, and uh, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm at thirteen right now, and that's that's too much for me. Yeah, but we're surviving. Taking it slow. Just get by. Taking it slow. Plus, she didn't have a driver's license yet. So, where's she going to go? And I've got sur- <laughs> I've got surveillance cameras all over the house. Right. right. Exactly. She's going to go wherever you tell her to go. I have your wherever location. Wherever you allow her to go. Well, I mean, we had him come over here. He hangs out here, and they play on the PlayStation and watch movies and stuff. Because I'm like, I want to know where you are. Like, I'd rather have you. Our whole downstairs, the kids can just hang out there and watch movies and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. Come over here because I know where she is. Then exactly. So, yep. And yeah, and sometimes, a camera. sometimes you go downstairs and the lights are... I'm like, why are the lights always off? <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'll be it's like, above the blankets. I'll be like, yes, honey, I'll just go downstairs. Stomp, 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 stomp. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Fair warning. Yeah, so... Well, yeah, so that's what we I got going on, though. What about uh, any other games you guys want to talk about? Anything? Any reviews? I, mean, I don't I, think I, I have anything. I haven't played a lot since the con. I'm about to dig into Jervelt Creek, so that'll be my my next big thing. Ross, do you want to tell Ooh. your your story about the the, the hey, what happened at the con? La Femme Nikita. Yeah, just a brief. I heard about this from Crac. Yeah, I mean, you guys were up late at late one night, and oh, it was it was very late. It was like. 3 a.m. Oh, Ross, nothing happens. Nothing good happens. Nothing good happens. So, you know, at the con, I, I, I enjoy some smoky treats. Um, so I, I, I went out to go go enjoy myself a smoky treat. Um, and someone pulls in. And we're talking and, about cigarette. Yes. Just, and lung dart. Cigarette. Marlboro Ultralight, okay. if you will. Um, Ultralight. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I. That's. That's. I. I. How much can I actually damage these <laughs> precious lungs of mine? <laughs> so, so, a a woman comes out of the car. Her friend promptly leaves. She has uh, hip hop playing on her phone. Um, and decides to engage me in. Oh yeah. No. Like like at full volume from her phone. It was it was fantastic. Um. So we, we get into some conversation and, and uh, yeah, that's that's just you know uh, apparently she comes down to, to Dallas a couple times a year to go and and Crac is out there with you right no no so so not the first time okay. so I'm I'm out there just you know just trying to you know 
take care of my my nicotine binge. And she comes out. Okay, cool. Hey, you know, and so we talk for like 15 minutes, whatever. I go inside. I probably had a couple smokes while I was out there. Next time I go out, she's back out there again at the same time. But her friend had left. Like the person who dropped her off, just like, poof, gone, you know. So I, I was out there with a drink. And apparently C-Rack and Gersh both thought I brought all of the whiskey with me. So they came outside. And, and she probably talks for like half an hour telling us about her stand-up comedy career, um, all about her, her exes and her man and everything. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, no. She was, she was a treat. Like, like she was like Nikki or Nikita, as she wanted to be referred to, was fantastic. Like, she just had everything to say about everything. She, she didn't mind that we were, you know, she was an African-American lady. Didn't mind that we were a couple of, uh, you know, three Caucasian guys. She was a, she grinded up on Gersh a little. That was nice. And, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. <laughs> oh no, he, he definitely was. Uh, <laughs> he, he it was a thing. Is, um, is, is she a, a, a dancing lady? No, I, I don't think that's her actual career. Like okay. she had some moves and stuff, but no, okay. she was. Uh, she was just. All right, she having was, a good so, time. She, so she, Ross, she's what, from Oklahoma. What she, was she in town for? She was in town to uh, drink a lot and hook up. Oh wow. That was, that that literally that, that and, and that's what she said. Uh, no, no, that, no, that's what she said because that's she what got to be, dropped, to be she got, she not got what dropped she said. off. No, well, what did she say? She said uh, she was, there, was she was in town for the dick. Oh, nice. Yeah, tomato, tomato. That was that was that was that was probably not inaccurate interpretation <laughs> of what she was in town for, but. She, so never, she, was, she, she came never in from Tulsa. She explicitly said those words. Oh, she he, came in he from, said, God bless. He said, you're telling me, he used that word and she did not say it? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't believe she explicitly said she was there for the day. Okay, she okay. might have. C-Rack, please correct me if I'm wrong. You can go post on the guild if uh, if, if I'm getting that incorrect. She never explicitly said it. She said she was there to hook up. Okay. Um. So yeah, no, but but you know, we talk wow. more at that I, area I was, of Dallas. That's interesting. I mean, see, at, see, at like three thirty in the morning too. Like this see, is not C-Rack like is a jazz. Mu- like is a jazz musician, so he might have riffed a little bit on <laughs> the whole it's, experience. It's, <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um, yeah, no, no. She she didn't. She 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 talked about Gersh's religious heritage at some point, um, and was all up on someone's stuff. Um, and then, my, so I, I roomed with with Jed the Elder, um, and we. She had said, "Hey, how about we go back to your room?" And I said, "No, I have a roommate." And and that that apparently uh, cracked her or cracked C Rack up a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, you didn't think Jed, you didn't think Jed the he's, Elder he's would not be into it. You didn't think Jed the Elder would be into it. He doesn't want to party. Back? No, no, he, he was probably not a party he was into. Not a party I was really into either. Sure. I was being, I was being very, I was being friendly and respectful. Just gentleman. tell him, just tell him to turn the CPAP machine up. He'll, he won't hear a thing. <laughs> I don't even know if he has a CPAP machine. No, he does. He totally does. Oh, does he have there. it? Oh, I just guessed. No, 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 no. It's, it's. Look, look. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. And no. you know, you're like Jason, if you want to go check and edit this out, if it needs to be. Eh. 
but you know, I mean, it's no, like I'm, it's a, I'm, I'm fine, like fine it's, with all of this. It's not like it's a HIPAA <laughs> no, violation. Like, right, my, yeah. I'm sure more than no, a no, third no. of the guys there had a CPAP. I, I probably should, and I don't. And if I kept him up, I apologize. But uh, yeah, no. <laughs> so like, we're we're going up the elevator, and and you know, she racks on three, I'm on three. She's on like seven or eight, and you know, I hit the button, and and I'm like. She's like, oh, let me go to your room. I'm like, no, I have a roommate to try to, like, you know, kind of push the hand out. Sure, right. sure. <laughs> yeah. And she's it's, like, it's oh, not okay. It's me. Yeah, no, she's looking at the button. c <laughs> is cracking up down the hall. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? So I, I, I as a gentleman, escort her to her room and tell her it's been a, a, a lovely evening. Um, but I don't have any more booze. She went back downstairs at probably 3.30 in the morning and tried to get the hotel concierge to sell her more alcohol. Holy shit. Yeah, no, no. I, like, wow. I got nothing. They when, got nothing. When I came down you in the morning, C-Rack was so giddy to tell me this whole story. He thought it was so He was like almost jumping from leg to leg, like just, <laughs> just dying, <laughs> like wringing well, I mean, his hands. So, 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 so uh, like she fancied herself a stand-up comedian. Like she may have been. I've never been to one of her acts, but she said she was. She was very much all about her womanness and her her pussy and, and wow. how put together she was and everything. It was, it was just, That's awesome. it was a fucking thing to watch. It was just, I, I, I can't even put into words the, the comedy that was her, especially when, when she started talking about Jewish people and she looked at Gersh and she's like, are you Jewish? It's just like, I, I, I can't even put into words the, the, the comedy that ensued at that point. <laughs> uh, Goodness. Yeah, so see, so that, that, so, see what so you we, missed, we, Jason, when you go to know, bed at eleven. I know, shame on it, me. And, and you know, like Gersh will tell you, she was, she was, she was put together. She had all her shit together. She, she would, she, you know, she talked a good game, but eh, you know, it was just, just trouble. Yeah, nothing, nothing good's gonna come of that. No, when, not, once nine a.m. rolls around, then you're sitting at the complimentary breakfast, staring at her. That's not gonna be. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, I, it's I, gonna be a long. I, I, I saw her the next morning come down without the wig on, and oh. <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, "Oh, okay, so you you don't have hair." That's, and and I, I mean, I probably should have known at the time, but yeah, no, she did not. Wow. <laughs> and it's usually we usually have one uh, incident. There's like always that. a story. Uh, we have one, year. and it's always one lady that comes in. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Yeah, I that's I it's our animal I apparently was yeah. I mean <laughs> we, we we are all that is man, Jason. <laughs> see. Well, I did uh I had two tricks that I pulled this convention that made it a much more pleasant convention for me. Yeah, first, Matt told me about one of them. I was fascinated. Oh, 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 uh, first uh, is I brought my own toilet paper. What? Officially an old man. I brought my own wow. toilet paper. That is, that is that is some serious geriatric shit right there. It was it was so good. So much but, better. But he said it and I was like and, and then I was in Las Vegas just last week and I was like, fuck, Dave travels with toilet I should have brought my own toilet but the toilet paper in the hotel was terrible. It's terrible. It's it was. Terrible. I never thought that that was actually no, I like know it was an option. It's so good. It's so good. Dude, it's like the other thing I did was I brought earplugs. 
And I just put one earplug in. I have wax earplugs that I can roll into a ball and then fit them into my ear so they shape into my ear. And uh, I just lay one ear down on the pillow and put the wax earplug in the other ear. And man, slept like a baby. Didn't wake up at all. Did you have a roommate or anything? Or no. you just like, it's that sensitive? Well, I, you know, you, normally because you hear banging outside, the doors slamming, all that stuff. You put that earplug in, you don't hear anything. I don't hear a goddamn thing. I don't either. I, although I use a, a sleep mask that has headphones in it, which is brilliant. So I'll like, yeah, I just listen to music or something. What, what's so the, yeah, like a sleep, sleep mask over your eyes? Mm-hmm. And okay. it has like headphones next okay. to my ears. It's, it's, yeah. I sleep like a baby. Yeah, see, that's the key because otherwise you don't realize how much noise there is in the hotel at night, yeah. or even during the morning. Yeah, it's it's, like, yeah, I'm I'm a podcast sleeper. I need to put something on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, or even like at home, dude, I wear it here. Like if Monica's snoring a little bit, I'll just pop in the wax earplugs. No problem. So Not nighttime. Yeah. Not that she doesn't. She's a she's no, a, of course not. She's a she's precious flower. She's, she's, <laughs> a, she's a she's <laughs> a. That's always the best. Like you snored last night. Well, so did you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, no, we're exactly the same age. I know, we, had, right. we had exactly the same amount to drink last night. I, I want to hear it from you. How dare you? <laughs> also, right. I snored before we got married. So shut up. I'll, I'll just say like, um, you, this you, should you, not be a surprise. I'll be like, you sounded a little congested last night. Uh, a little bit. Of, uh... <laughs> Oh yeah, it sounded like I felt really bad for you because it sounded like you're very congested. And meanwhile, I'm laying there like Jesus Christ. You sounded like I couldn't sleep last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's classic, hundred percent. Well, if the, I don't know, did anybody have a review? Because I'm all. I'm you want to hit it, Ross? Right I, look, I. It's, I, I put some notes down for for Labyrinth that I've been playing on Steam with uh, Karsten Forever. Steam. Uh, yeah, no, it's a, the, the 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 Steam version of Labyrinth is actually pretty good. Interesting. If you if you enjoy Labyrinth, have you played it? Oh yeah, I like it actually. That's one that Matt was like, "Man, we need to play Labyrinth again." Do, do you have this recently? Do you have the Steam version? Uh, no, I don't. I also I don't. I probably have Steam. I don't have it installed anywhere. I don't like computer yeah. games, but I mean, I guess at that point, I mean, it's, it's like it's, Vassal, it's, right? It's basically Vassal. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Like, like Carson and I have been playing on and off for the better part of three years at this point. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. No. No. Like, we've just had a constant game going that's been awesome. Um, at, we we agreed to stop like a month or so ago because it, we kind of got into the same. Meta for the mm-hmm. game, it was like literally the same plays, the same stuff that <laughs> happened every single one. Like, all right, you're gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Um, but you know, like Labyrinth is it's it's kind of like a coin adjacent game. I don't think it's officially part of the coin series, right? Just before it. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's like you know like coin and and Twilight Struggle had a baby, um, but the like. Like you play two cards on a turn instead of one, so you get to kind of combo shit together. Um, and it, it's like the Steam version is it doesn't have all the expansions, which I think might add to it. Uh, but it's 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 really it's it, it's really tight. Um, like if if you like the base game, it's really good. It 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 feels like we got into the same over 
like the same meta over and over. Like we would just try to do the same things back and forth. Um, like everything centered around basically like Afghanistan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and the Gulf States. It was like always the same circle that would happen there. But um, it, it's 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 super fun and the Steam implementation uh, with the you know, be able to go back and forth with the email is a lot of fun. So you can still play my email. Yeah, no, it's it's got like the not it's not GMT. It's uh the, the same company that did uh, Twilight Struggle. Yeah, I like uh, I like Twilight oh, Struggle. Deck? I, yeah, I think it's a play deck game. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I played a lot of Twilight Struggle. I know that one. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a little bit like it's it's one step over from from Twilight Struggle and like there's a part of it where it's like if you get the right card combo to like you know drop a, a still there off yeah i'm still here i just oh. you reverse push push to talk yeah. Yeah. yeah it's 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 late guys <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I'm pushing 1 a.m so like yeah if you get the the wmd and and you get to actually drop it as terrible as that is but yeah like like it, it's really cool because that's the auto victory or you know when you can completely like push the terrorist side down to the the, the bottom of funding um and there's there's nothing they can do it, it like it, it has this tendency to circle um where if you get to a certain state it's like one side or the other just feels like they can't win um but if you can keep it in the equilibrium equilibrium it's a it's a really fun game and the, the steam the steam implementation is really good oh yeah i see labyrinth the war on terror because i looked at labyrinth and man there's a lot of games with labyrinth that <laughs> like you remind me of the babe <laughs> <laughs> there's just like a lot <laughs> but yeah i see it yeah it's uh 10 bucks yeah w- w- worth it definitely is especially if, if you played the game tabletop and and you're okay is asynchronous it's it's a ton of fun yeah i do i played a ton of twilight struggle so i know I, that's the only way i play that game yeah labyrinth is is as soon as you get used to like the the, the two cards and you figure out like where the the big plays are in the game it's it's really smooth that's cool yeah i own that, the actual game so yeah that's as close as i got to a review anybody else there you go. Good job. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yay! S- Good game. Around. Play online. Hooray. Hell yeah. I don't have anything. Nope. Hold on. Now I got this shit. Are you buying it? No, I just have I was uh, <laughs> it keeps playing. Do it. The, do the it. Preview I'll play keeps, it right now. Right now. I'll start music. Right now. Let's go. Let's go. Alright. Well, that's all I got, buddy. Good shit. That's Ross. a good one. Thanks for uh, coming on, man. Thanks for the recap. Thanks for the fucking stripper story. I think we're at some blast. I I don't know if she was a stripper. (laughs) That seems like she may have been, but you know. You said grind. That's where. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That's all I need. Like, like, (laughs) raise one for Nikita. She was, uh, she was awesome. God bless. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I mean, it was three, three o'clock in the morning, too. So at least pretty, pretty solid for that early hour. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a hell of a thing. See, there you go, guys. Uh, for everyone who didn't come, yeah, come uh, to the con. You, you crazy get your <laughs> ass to Dallas, motherfuckers. All right, all right. Well, cool, man. That's all I got.
Let's go. All right. All right, gentlemen. Okay, take it easy, boys. Good night. Okay. Later. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash guild slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail dot com.